0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, this sports program starts now. Football! Football is happening, and it's the perfect time of year. Christmas is right around the corner. uh, corner. Hanukkah has just Mm -hmm. wrapped up. I believe Kwanzaa's coming Uh, around uh, the mm -hmm. bend. It's a magical time, and there's a new year on the horizon. Football is fantastic mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. We are all healthy. We are all alive. We are enjoying the hell out of the opportunity to talk sports every single day. And it's not just me, obviously. It's the toxic table at Boston Connor, Dog the Bounty Hunter, and at Ty Schmidt.
1: Hell yeah. I mean, still an animal. Still a graphic t-shirt. I figure if, if it is dog, oh, still counts. Yeah, that, and that dog will hunt. That dog does hunt. Always. To. It says Taylor Swift, but it's not Taylor What the? What? Oh, what's that all about? It's a play. I think uh, I think it's like a combination of the two. I think it's a play is on a Taylor shot? Swift and it is just Dog the Bounty
0: Hunter. We will not take any negative comments about Taylor Swift. Definitely no. not negative. Well, is that what
1: you're doing? Are we saying Dog the Bounty Hunter isn't a compliment?
0: So Taylor Swift right now is still selling out stadiums all across the world. Big dog the Bounty Hunter couldn't find that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> no, the last thing I heard. He did find He him. did not find no. him.
1: Yes, he did. He was already dead. No,
0: brah wasn't I didn't see Leland nope. with the paintball gun nope. I didn't see a full yeah. stand-up and he, rest in peace to Beth by the way yep. so you know and then he got remarried quickly yeah. shortly thereafter. but like some people say dog maybe lost his fastball had it at one time oh, yeah. okay yeah. he was painting yeah. oh, bro cigarettes catching yeah, right. ice I mean he was Brady doing Johnson. the whole thing yes. but they said he has lost his fastball since maybe Beth passed away bro so to put Taylor Swift's name on top of that at the exact time where Taylor's the hottest thing on earth right now. I think maybe a little bit of a mixed messaging going
1: on. I'm think i going to be honest. I think all you guys are pretty damn soft for making this into a Dog the Bounty Hunter doesn't deserve to be talked about or Taylor Swift doesn't deserve to be in the same name. Listen,
0: Dog saved a lot of ice heads from (laughs) a lot of stuff. Yeah, but here we are. Okay, I understand that.
1: Why are we tearing him down then? I'm not tearing him down. Yes, you guys are! You're bringing up the last thing he did and how I wasn't successful, Last but Dog was very good for a very long time. So let's not just say, hey, Dog the Bounty Hunter, don't put him on a t-shirt with Taylor Swift's name because Dog the Bounty Hunter's lost it. Go to hell, all of you, for insinuating that he shouldn't be in the same
2: realm as Taylor Swift. Now
1: wow. maybe
3: at the
2: bottom of the realm, hold on, maybe at the bottom <laughs> of the realm and T-Swift's at the top of the realm, Obviously. but still in
1: the
3: realm. All
4: right, damn
0: it! Let her passion. Let and obviously, go, your Lord.
1: intent is not a
0: negative one. With how passionately you just defended Dog the Bonnie I didn't see this in I think
5: Dog's in the same realm as Bonnie, who uh, uh, performed at the halftime of Cowboys Thanksgiving.
0: That's Dolly Parton. That is one half Jeez. of the hammer. Cowboys disrespecting yeah. somebody that hell? Hell? you should not disrespect either. I doing? am sick of this show You're already. Be kidding what is you? it, December nineteenth? And we've already taken shots at. Potentially three people that we genuinely like. No what way. Doing? What no, is
5: your no, problem? I, no, no, I agree. And I love Dolly. I just sometimes, you know, amnesia of the brain. Um, but I'm just saying, like, she's still got her fastball when she needs it. Dog still has her fastball when she, when he needs it. But they're not in Taylor uh, Swift's round. Yeah, Taylor uh, Swift
1: fastball all the
0: time.
5: You guys are ridiculous.
1: Let's
0: move along here. Nine-year NFL vet. Uh, do you? I'm not even going to ask.
6: Dog's fastball is clocking at like 75 miles an hour these days. Let's just call it what it is. BP. Yeah, exactly. Done. He not can still throw that. it. He's, He's exactly. that.
3: He And at one point, he did. Take him yeah. out 99. Shirt. Put him down. That dog. <laughs> that dog. That dog won't son hunt. Son
1: of a bitch.
0: That dog. Darius J. Butlers. here. That that D- one. One. Did not expect to start the show like this, obviously. <laughs> but either. I, I didn't even recognize. I didn't see that shirt until... As I was looking yeah. over at you. Mm-hmm. And cause with where your microphones placed too, it's right down the middle of his face. So I just saw like half a dog the bounty hunter with his eye looking at me. I'm sure. like, holy hell, this takes me back to A and E. You know what I mean? This takes me back to the time yeah. where he was smoking cigs at a chain-like fashion. Oh yeah. Goat fashion. Protecting the streets out there. Like, they always got him in the end.
1: They always, always did. did. That's because yeah. dog hunts. And this dog still hunts. And I will not stand for this bullshit, this early, on. I don't understand why Taylor Swift has crossed the ball. Me, I don't either. I don't either. But I, I don't make the shirts. Okay, I just buy them, and that's how this shirt came.
5: I wish that so, was like your wolf shirt. You know, like, dog to Bonnie Hunter. Lely yes. Yeah. is into the background. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He has lost his fastball. We
0: all agree. Yeah, Taylor Swift throwing hundred and ten on the paint. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only conversation that we had. Happy we're past it because you had no ill intent. Obviously, we heard. No, no. How you passionate guys did. You are.
1: Yeah, you guys did. And and you said to Tony, I didn't expect us to take shots at three people. I just wanted to be known. I took zero shots, okay? I did not shit on anybody. I am strictly here as a dog fan and that it goes with the animal T-shirts.
0: Okay. All right. right. Thank you for dropping I'd like to
5: apologize for a potential ricochet shot at Dolly. Taylor
0: Swift is a unique combination of pop culture and crime fighting. Boom. Let's explore the meaning of this collaboration as well as the style and appeal the All now right, that, hey, you know what? Now that I got dog, Batman on my shirt. If, if they had to match up a singer with a crime fighter, I'm happy that it was, okay, sure. they got it right. So that dog right great there with his
1: teeth. Thank, you.
0: Thank, thank you, you. thank
2: you very much. Great shirt. You too. I like that one. All right, great good night shirt.
0: for the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Okay, and their crowd in that stadium is obviously going to be talked about every yeah. time they're on TV for a good reason. They impact the game. Every player that speaks about playing there is like, yeah, it's different here. Yeah, it's problematic. The way the stadium is built, straight up and down, So whenever you yell, you actually hear your yell coming back because it's naturally an echo chamber in there. And they felt Pacific Northwest fans, we understand that they are lunatics. Mm -hmm. They are the closest thing we have to european soccer fans now college football fans will obviously have that fight as well in certain places but pacific northwest the way they show up for things is bananas it's soccer like fandom and they do it for football they have done it for the seahawks forever that stadium weapon home field advantage for real on the road with a sick quarterback eagles favored by three and a half still drew lock gets a start over a geno smith that could have played but wouldn't have been nowhere near 100% with a groin injury. So Drew Locke leads them on this 92-yard game-winning drive at the end. Oh my God, the Eagles lose three in a row. Drew Locke has a fairytale moment. He hits DK Metcalf. He hits DK Metcalf. He hits DK Metcalf. He hits DK Metcalf right. and then he throws a bucket to Jackson Smith in Jigba. That catch was phenomenal, obviously by DK, who's bigger, stronger, faster, right. and more athletic than you. And Jackson Smith in Jigba with a Phenomenal catch. And then he goes and gives the ball away. Now, I, uh, yeah. in the moment, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe we give that one to Drew. Maybe mm-hmm. we give the ball to Drew because of what he you know, was able to accomplish and what he has been through in his short NFL career thus far. Drew Locke got a chance to speak immediately after the game. And it was beautiful. Remember, this is week 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what this league and these games can really do to somebody's life and somebody's entire being. Here's Drew Locke getting a chance to chat about the magical night that he had on Monday Night Football.
7: Amazing won't do it justice. Amazing won't do it justice. But amazing also doesn't do justice But the O-line, what DK did on that catch, uh-huh. what the receivers did, what Ken Walker, Zach Charbonnet did all game long, the tight ends, man. Hell oh, yeah. It takes a special group to rally around a guy that, you know, has come into his second game of the year, right? Used to the same thing all year long, same cadence, same spin of the ball, everything. A a team like that, not just the offense, the defense to rally around. Me tonight, man, that was, that was amazing.
8: I see some, I
9: hear some emotion in your voice. Yeah.
7: Great follow up. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. Blessed with a great group of guys, a great city, great coaching staff. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's a wow.
9: Drew, when did you even know you were going to be playing tonight?
7: Oh, there's a long story going into that one. <laughs> but I kept the mentality that I was going to play, regardless of what was going on, how people were looking, and whatnot. I was just like, you know what? You're going to go out there and play. So just be ready to play. Found out when we got here that I was going to get the nod and roll the dice, baby. Let's go.
9: That's right. Back back to the touchdown pass to to
8: Jackson. Just what was the play call? Take me through.
7: Yeah. I mean, I'll remember that play call for the rest of my life. But um, we're breaking the huddle. I knew Jax had the one-on-one. Good reminder from Shane in the headset. I said, hey, Jax, you're one-on-one. I'm throwing you this pill. (laughs) Sure enough. Gave us a one-on-one look. Corner was soft. Jax hit him with some speed. Back pylon, back box throw, came down with it.
5: Again, Drew, we can see the emotion on your face. We can hear it in your voice. Can you you just
8: describe what you're feeling in your heart right now?
7: Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard to describe the feeling of, you know, not playing for so long, or at least what feels like a really long time to me. And then you sit there, you watch games, you wonder, can I do this still? I haven't been out there on the field. That's the human nature of it. You get back out there last week, I'm like, you know what? i'm the man so i can go do this and yeah. then you got there another you. test this week where i didn't know if i was going to play or not sure enough I ended up playing we're playing the eagles tonight and the, the boys around me rallied tonight and it just gosh, Hell it yeah. feel so good it feels so good i'm so proud of everybody tonight
8: congratulations to you we're all happy
0: for you oh,
7: yeah. we are
0: all incredibly happy for you and having a game-winning drive like that in a moment that he'll remember for the rest mm-hmm. of his life was something that Pete Carroll spoke about immediately afterwards as well with a backwards hat on. <laughs> I know a lot of us on the East Coast probably didn't see a lot of this, <laughs> yeah. but I think this is a pivotal part of telling the story mm-hmm. of last night's game. Here's Pete Carroll, who is now 8-0 against the Eagles wow. with a backwards hat and a press conference postgame.
10: Beautiful football, just beautiful football. I mean, the, the poise that we talked to you about last week, I mean, he's, that's where he's been. He's been on it. He's been in command. Uh, um, you know, there's a couple incompletes in that drive, came right back and hit it and converted and, and made the first downs and all, and then to, to throw the touchdown to, to win a football game. Um, yeah, It's amazing stuff. Um, he would be the first to tell you about the guys around him. The offensive line did a great <laughs> job did. tonight yep. running the football, yeah, one and also pass pro, and they did a beautiful job against these guys and gave us a chance. And uh, uh, I mean, I, we, we couldn't have some more for him in, in that game tonight. What was the problem? Oh man, I'm so thrilled for the kid. Really, uh, and this is a it, first off. It's a memory that you're never going to lose. He's going to hold on to this Monday night forever. Um, he earned it. He deserved it. He it's, he played up to beautiful. the great moments in the game it's and true. came through. Um, and he, it's Bart been hard. It's been hard for him. Any guy that backs up that's, that you're, has you're, the brain of a starter and the brain of a championship kid, it's, it's difficult as have to, to you don't know, have to wait. And so he's had to do it. But he had his chances, and he almost you know put together a game good enough last week. Uh, And then this week he did the whole thing. So it was amazing.
0: That is amazing. Pete Carroll, obviously great with words. We had uh, somebody come speak to us uh, during training camp. And this person was trying to teach people how to become a president of the United States whenever (laughs) they speak to the media. His name's Frank Luntz. I believe he does, like, um, focus groups. Sure. And... They had a bunch of NFL people speak, and they had these focus groups, and they had a line on the screen where it would go like up green and then down red with like everything you said, because the focus group was told if you don't like how he's saying what he's saying or what he's saying, push down. Mm. If you like what he's saying, push up. Pete Carroll was the one that was shown that literally the green arrow was just up the entire time. The way he speaks to the media is like expert level master class. Never going to give anything away. Always going to compliment his team and others while delivering a message. So whatever he starts talking about. Drew Locke with a backwards hat. I don't know if they would have won thumbs down or thumbs up on the backwards hat. I'm thumbs up all the (laughs) way. I'm thumbs up, but there's some people that will judge that, of course. Last night for Drew Locke, huge moment for him as the athlete. Huge. Huge for Seattle. Happy for him. The Eagles on the other side, D. This is three straight losses. And Bradbury has been attacked, not only Mm -hmm. by Drew Locke, but by every other uh, basic quarterback that they have played against and lost against. And then Bosa came out and said that we laid the blueprint on how to beat Jalen Hurts in the Eagles' offense. Since then, 0-3. Do you think the Eagles are done, though? Is that what Drew Locke and the Eagles or Seahawks did last night? Or how do we get this whole thing fixed in
10: Philadelphia? Well,
3: shoot, I, I'll speak real quick on the Drew Locke thing. First, obviously, he got traded you know, traded over there to, to compete for a starting job, mm-hmm. lose that job. Pete mentioned it. He mentioned it, just waiting, you know, the, the, the peaks and valleys it is for a quarterback. And then him, to hear him after the game, Shot everybody out. Didn't awesome. leave anybody out. The O-line, the defense, the running backs, Geno, like everybody. So that was dope to see. Obviously, leaned on Kenneth, Kenneth Walker for the majority of the game. And then when he needed a 92-yard drive drive, uh, drive, drive the teams down and win it. Um, on the flip side, Eagles, tough, tough loss. Obviously, Jalen Hurts played through the sickness. And after the game, he had some you know, some surprising comments. Yeah. I know Bosa made some comments, but him coming out and saying, hey, I don't think I, everybody's locked in enough. Everybody's not putting it in. So that's a, hmm. a big wake-up call. Cause you still, they're still in the spot now. They can, they control a lot. You know, they can win out. The rest of their schedule isn't not tough by any stretch of the imagination. So they can still win out and be in a good position going into the playoffs. Obviously, you make a change, a big change, like changing the defensive coordinator midweek or going into this week. Um, that's tough. Brad Berry has been struggling. Slay will be out for a few weeks. He just had surgery, so they got to find some answers back there quick.
0: Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles, it feels different this year, and yep. the difference is mm-hmm. they don't have as many, uh, they don't have the same coordinators. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Both are coordinators real good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both the coordinators got head coaching jobs because yeah, yep. of how good they were. Remember, Shane Steichen took Jalen wow. Hurts from being a guy who, is he going to be in the NFL after right. this year? Is he going to be back up to highest paid quarterback in the NFL after the year yeah. we're going to the Super Bowl? Shane Steichen was a part of that. Obviously, Sirianni and many others, but you see how Shane Steichen, will be on our show today. 205 Eastern Standard Time Uh, has done with the Indianapolis Colts who are very banged up. It's like losing that guy probably... A difference maker. Massive. And then Gannon, you know. Now, I'm yeah. not saying that the Arizona Cardinals are, you know, going to go on to win a bunch of games and everything like that. But they have certainly fought and seem mm-hmm. to be a much yeah. different yeah. team than what we thought they were going to be going into the year. Maybe Gannon, who shot,
5: boo, shot. is
0: a person that once you leave the building, not just X's and O's calling plays, but also in the building as a whole, they lose two potential real culture setters out of there. Now, Matt Patricia getting the nod again on the defensive side. Only has a few days. A lot of people are saying, Matty P, geez. Mm-hmm. 10 play, Uh-oh. 92 yard, touchdown from Drew Locke, oh. Ooh. Monday Night Football, your first game back. In, okay. Take that Ticonderoga, <whistles> uh-uh. break that thing in half, yeah. mm-hmm. you ain't got it anymore, but I think Matt Patricia's is going to take a little bit of time to maybe implement what he's thinking, mm-hmm. what he's doing. Is that possible? Can you change much? It's like on the offensive side, you always talk about a coordinator change, and it's like, well, the plays are already implemented, the... uh Everything that we have is already in yeah. there. It's just who's calling it and how we're calling it. Is that something that can change on the defensive side? What can Matt, Matt Patricia do that will change how that defense is done?
3: That's just it. What you're calling, because you can't change – you build your roster based on you know the type of defense you're calling. Like if you're Chicago, you're building, a, you're drafting defensive, bringing defensive guys over who are going to play zone coverage, you're going to have good ball skills. If you're a man-to-man scheme, you're bringing coverage guys over. So you can't pretty much change the, the bones – of your defense but you just change when and where you call things uh and that takes a while even for players because as a player you mentioned it with Jalen Hurts as a player you want to be comfortable and have that continuity with your play caller to where if it's third and eight on a two-minute drive I already know it's going to be one of three or four calls that my guy's going to call as opposed to getting that call and then going through all those different things in your brain so that's a different thing you got to work with how he's managing the guys throughout the week how much of a voice did he have before compared to being the guy now, that's a big change. So, um, And then you're missing Slay too, who, who's your best cover guy, especially in the back end. And they've struggled for not only these past few weeks, but I think this entire year compared to last year as a unit. You know, not in a lot of continuity there. Maddox being out in the slot is big. Not getting after the passer like they did last year. That's mm-hmm. obviously huge on the back end. And then Bradbury. I mean, you, you can talk about Matty P, but if I'm a defensive play caller – I'm putting Brad Berry on the rookie on the outside. I expect him to win that one-on-one matchup. You know what I mean? The DK, I got him on DK on some. DK is going to win some of those. Double team, he goes up and makes a, a catch over What happened Brad Barry? Guys. Just lost confidence? Lost spin? What happened? You know, it happens. And, and, and at cornerback, everybody sees it. Just like a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's going to see man, if you have heard, a run. It's man. not like linebacker or D tackle or, oh, you know, your offensive guard where you have a little tough stretch. When you play those positions, everybody's going to see it. Everybody's going to be an expert. Um, and he hasn't been playing up to the level that he can play and uh, hopefully that he can, he can turn it around this last stretch. Yeah, they're
0: going to need it. And then For on sure. the offensive side with Jalen Hurts and the boys, Bosa had some real – I mean, oh, Bosa's yeah. saying we laid the blueprint out <laughs> on how to beat them, and since then they've gone 0-3. Now, obviously, they played great teams, yeah. but here's Bosa uh, of the San Francisco 49ers talking about what they did to the Philadelphia Eagles maybe being what everybody needs to do.
4: Yeah, I mean you see it on tape though, uh, and then yeah. obviously we put the blueprint out there. Hopefully, the Cowboys watch the tape. Um, we made Jalen stay in the pocket and he escape have, outside instead of great. those V gaps, and uh, paid off. Uh, let because Jalen's looking every the rush every play. Um, so yeah, you just have to be disciplined and, and not give him that quick escape route where he could get to his guys quick. And it paid off.
0: And then since then. Cowboys have done that. Seahawks have done that, obviously. And who knows what will happen going forward. Jalen Hurts saying not everybody's committed enough is a little bit alarming. Yeah, And on the flip side, Seattle Seahawks always going to be in
8: it. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: Hey, they're always going to fight, aren't they? Absolutely. Pete Carroll's chomping that gum and Mm -hmm. motivating the hell out of a football team. We haven't really seen a lot of videos from practice this year or last couple years of the Seattle Seahawks, I think, because it's just like (laughs) the new norm. But remember their practices. Pete Carroll, like, in Mm -hmm. warm-ups. The energy's always there. Think about the way Drew Locke talked there. The Inspiration and the amount of competitive juice he still had in his mind—it's like Pete Carroll, always going to be a good ball coach. Congrats to Seattle Seahawks get a massive win, and the Philadelphia Eagles having some stuff figure out. Now, also, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't chit chat about the fact that college bowl season has officially begun. Let's go. And the reason why it's begun is because something
5: absolutely absurd happened Mm -hmm. just yesterday in a bowl game where a team was down twenty-eight zip nothing, twenty-eight nothing. Let me set the scene first. Please do. This is the famous toastery Bowl at at Jerry at bad guy jerry richardson's stadium
8: okay uh-huh.
5: he's not a okay. good guy he's not a good guy he's okay All right. this is the ghost of the bahamas bull this is this bull only exists because the bahamas bull isn't being played this year because the bahamas bull stadium is under construction Got it, okay i hope it comes back stronger than absolutely, absolutely. western kentucky is out their top three linemen and their starting quarterback austin reed going into this game now let's get into the highlights. against okay. who old dominion oh good do day. you ODU. Good football team. All right, so we get into this. Uh, Right now it's 14-0, okay? And quarterback for Western Kentucky, Turner Helton, who is the son of Clay Helton, USC football coach,
10: who Uh got fired. That was a pick six to make it
5: 21-0. Why am I showing this? Why am I showing this poor kid? Because he gets benched after this, okay? He he gets benched after that. ODU goes up 28-0 here. And then the story of the game happens. In comes... Quarterback for Western Kentucky, Caden Veltkamp. Caden oh. Veltkamp. Veltkamp decides Eight. that he oh. is just going to go to wide receiver Dalvin Smith, who does not need two hands, my friend. He, get, he goes up and Wow, Filthy. Filthy. That's not the only time. Does he need two hands on this play either? Nope. Oh. This guy's awesome. Eight. Wide Holy receiver shit. Dalvin Smith. Now, Veltkamp, the quarterback, oh, is actually in the off. transfer portal, by the way. So he is the <laughs> third-string quarterback. He's in the transfer portal. He's leaving Western Kentucky after this game. Let's go to the fourth quarter. They are down twenty-one points. A little swing outside. Oh. Whoop! Ooh. Oh! That is wow! Oh. That is Elijah Young who hurdles and goes in to cut the lead to fourteen. There now. Let's fast forward a little bit. Who was that wide receiver earlier? Smith. Dalvin Smith, baby. Velcamp goes right One back hand. to him again. Oh, no, he uses two hand. this oh, time. That's cool. That's it was right in his, in his chest, so he had to use two. Now we are down. Fourth and fifteen. Fourth and goal. Twenty-three seconds left. Velcamp mm. again for his fifth touchdown of the day. We go to overtime. Old Dominion gets down to the one. Gets stopped. Oh, oh Has no. to go for the field goal. Scouman score? No. Oh. That's not. Oh, so close. God. So close. Be an athlete. Western Kentucky gets the ball. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Chip shot. Field goal, win the game. 38-35. Velcamp finishes 40 of 52 for 383 and five touchdowns. Jeez, or as he hits the transfer portal. As he hits the portal, I think he made himself some money. Yesterday. Come on, UConn. Hey, wow. congratulations Velcamp. I, I don't know if UConn's gonna on, be able to you afford him. him. Come on.
0: I don't know if UConn's no gonna be able to afford him after what he just did there. And that is beautiful. That is what bowl season yeah. is all about. Because we're watching that game immediately after the show ends yesterday, and Bruce Brown's like, oh, I waffled. I took Western Kentucky or whatever, and it just became a runaway for Old Dominion. We go back out somewhere, come back in, all of a sudden we got a ball game. It's beautiful. College football is magical. Mm -hmm. Remember, college football playoffs start January 1, National Championship January 8th. Until then, there's bowl games all over Mm -hmm. the place. Mm -hmm. That is what the current college football world looks like. That's right. Let's talk about what the future of college football looks like. This weekend, a video hit the internet of Chip Kelly at a press conference answering a question. Now, this answer was not thought out. No, it's no, no, not that no. thought out. Nope. But it seemed to paint the perfect picture of what college football could be in the coming years.
2: What is the, the biggest issue that you might have right now, whether it be realignment, NIL, transfer portal? And what would your, your plan maybe be to, to try to
8: solve it?
11: I think they're all a problem, and I think we need to have a conference commissioner. And I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our, our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball, but because football left. And they say, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, yeah. and they're in a conference and everything else. I think so. we should all be independent in football.
8: So.
11: And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the group of five, and we separate and we play each other.
8: Yeah. You can have
11: the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East, So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia, Hell yeah! then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another, conference op- another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've a lot of time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share, in the, same te- we all share the same TV contract, so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together. That's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You know, a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done. That money now needs to be shared with the student-athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players (laughs) are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. Not that I've thought about it.
0: Hey, listen. (laughs) I don't know if that just came up on the spot off the top of the dome or if he does have an entire elaborate thing about how we can make this happen, whatever the case. To further elaborate on that particular point and many others, three-time Pac-12 champ as the Oregon Ducks coach, then he went to the Eagles, now he's at UCLA, ladies and gentlemen, Chip Kelly.
8: What's
0: up, coach? What's up, Pat? How are you? Hey. Hey. We were kind of watching you watch that back. We forced you to watch your entire take. Second time through here, were you thinking to yourself, ah, pretty good. I I, I did nail it. Did you miss anything in there, you think, Coach?
11: There's a lot we missed, and there's a lot all of us have missed. You know, I think college football is the greatest game out there, and we need to protect it, and we need to promote it. So I think we need to get some smart people in the room, and let's iron this thing out because – there's a lot of issues that I think over time have just accumulated. In the old days, you started on Labor Day, you finished on Thanksgiving, you had some bowl games in December, and now our season's so long that, you know, people are getting on players. Here's another thing about opting out of bowl games. Well, do you know where the players learned about opting out of bowl games? From coaches. Because coaches coach their team for the regular season, then they're not with them for the bowl game. So there's as many coaches that are opting out of bowl games as there are players that are opting out of bowl games. But our calendar needs to be changed. Um, The recruiting calendar needs to be changed. Uh, we got to somehow get uh, the transfer portal and NIL taken care of. Because right now, it's really free agency with no salary cap. And you can be a free agent whenever you want. At some point in time, it just doesn't get changed, Pat someone's going to transfer a halftime of a game <laughs> and play for the other team in <laughs> the second half. Uh,
0: coach, let's, really, coach, let's talk about some of that. there are no rules, that. you know yeah. what I mean? Let's talk about some of that. The no rules thing, we've talked to Commissioner yeah. of the SEC, Greg Sankey, mm-hmm. about this and many others. It's like the players are also signing deals that aren't good for the players as well. Like, obviously, quarterbacks are making a lot of money and everything like that, but there's other positions that are signing NIL deals, and some people are giving up like 20% of their forever career mm-hmm. earnings to these agents that are representing them, and that all falls into the the guidelines where agents have to at least be legitimized through a group of people so that they can make the proper deals. What do the contract structure look like normally so that everybody can kind of play in the same field? And then I think the big conversation to take away, and we talked to Matt Rule about this two weeks ago, it's like, the coaches aren't even allowed to talk to the players about money. They have to talk to a third party that isn't even associated with the team, allegedly, not allowed to be associated with it. So, like, who has the best interest of what in heart? How do we make these changes, though, Chip? How will that ever co- come about? Because it seems like an impossible task to make it all right with where we are right now, Coach.
11: Now, I mean, I've always believed that the secret to victory lies in the organization of the non-obvious. And it, oh. it's It's a real simple thing. The best sports league in the world is the NFL. So follow their model. I mean, they, they, they're they printing money. Players are making money. Fans are enjoying the games. Every game is close. If you win, you pick last. If you lose, you pick first. You all have the same salary cap. They've had it down for a long, long time, but we just won't look at them and use their model. And I don't know why we don't want to use their model. But if we're still going to have our head in the sand and say that, student athletes aren't allowed to make money and they we're so in the amateur part of it is that's out the window you know that that's gone out the window so then let's treat them the way they should be treated the the product is the players and if we don't take care of the players then we're not going to have players much longer and that's that's the travesty of it you know the pac-12 was a bill a hundred million dollar business and it just went out of business and if you're at any business school in this country they're going to study what happened to the pac-12 and say how did that happen we went away like bed bath and beyond went away <laughs> i mean it's it's a it's a million dollar corporation oh and we can't we can't we can't we couldn't figure that out you know and really smart people try to figure it out but we got to do something because i think when the pac-12 went down which i never thought was going to happen we better use that as a as a as a, a light and say wait a second we went we got to figure this thing out or, or something's going to happen and we're going to turn around and say there's only Sixty schools playing football now, and no one else plays football. So, because have you
0: pitched? Ide- have you pitched your ideas to other than like? Thank you for doing that at the press conference because I think a lot of us mm-hmm. who have become massive college football fans, we have mm-hmm. we've gotten a chance to fall in love with college football because I've gotten a chance to get yeah. bap- baptized into college football with the most absurd environments and cultures and everything that is college football, how special it is. So we've got a chance to really fall in love with everything that it is in this transition era. And we think money coming in is definitely a good thing for the sport. There's still eyeballs. Ratings are still on college football. Whenever you say that at the press conference, a lot of us were like, that's the right idea that that is the right idea. Have you said this Mm -hmm. to anybody that like, who would have to come together and do this? The commissioners of the conferences, who would be the people that would make this ultimately happen?
11: Coach. Yeah. I mean, the decisions are not made at the coaching level, nor should they be. I mean, we have jobs to do and, and, uh, but I think coaches should be consulted. You know, I've always, we'd be in league meetings and they'd bring up a, a subject to the coaches and we would vote and then we present it to the athletic directors and then they would present it to the presidents and the coaches vote 12 nothing. The ADs vote 10 to and the presidents vote 0 12. And so we don't do it because they decided they didn't want to do it. You know, I, I think it's a, it's a, not, it's not a, the streamline through the NCAA isn't the way it should be, you know, and, and the NCAA has to govern so many schools. You know, I, I started off my coaching career at Johns Hopkins university in Baltimore, an unbelievable school, great division three school plays in the national playoffs and they on un- but they have the same rules that we have. They're in division three and we're in a power five. There's a difference between UCLA and Johns Hopkins and the, and now both really good medical schools, but <laughs> a little different on the football field. And I think, they try to do it for the whole, and I understand that. But you have to understand, even in our sport, our sport is different at Division two, II, Division three, Division one than the other sports. So well, why can't we break away? Played. Oh, it's different. You know, Pat. Yeah. I mean, it, so why can't we break away, and why aren't we independent? And the fact that this, that everybody does everything together, the realignment thing just blows my mind. Like, football is going to go play in the Big Ten, why do the rest of our teams have to go play in the Big Ten? You know, there's so many traditions, as I said. Our, our softball team is off the charts. They're unbelievable. They've won multiple national championships. They have a historic, historic rivalry with Arizona. And now they're not, they're not going to play Arizona anymore because football left. Like, that just doesn't make sense. And when things don't make sense, that's when I say something. But I, I don't have all the answers. And I just threw that out there. You know, I drive to work every morning really early. And I think about a lot of things, and that's where that came from when I was thinking about it. So I don't think it's really hard. I think there's it's logical. You have eight divisions instead of, like, the NFL, but instead of four teams in it, you got eight teams in it. You know, the scheduling in the NFL, you know that, Pat. You know who you're playing seven years from now. You're playing the NFC East, and you're playing the AFC South, and then you finish whoever finished first. Mm-hmm. It's all logical. It's It's math, and it's easy math because I'm not a math guy, but that's easy math. I just I think it's very simple answer. Um, are they willing to do it, and do they want to keep everybody together in this whole group and say this? But I think for it to work and for us to protect this game and promote this game, that football should be separate and the rest of the conference realignment. They should go back to where they were.
0: There's a whole full conversation about Title IX that would have to take place and who would fund all those other sports. But if the schools are making money off their no, football team. No,
11: teams, no, 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 no. We'll fund the sports. That's what I'm
0: saying. If so the schools are yeah. making money off of mm-hmm. this thing, they should be able to allocate the funds to supply the rest yeah. of the athletic department. And you brought up a good point, I think, whenever you were giving one of your answers. It's like TV networks are going to want this now if everybody's oh, yeah. in there. Because if you're able to get the Big Ten goods – Mm -hmm. against SEC goods, Mm -hmm. here we go. You know, if you're able to schedule that throughout the year. Now, with the playoffs being what the playoffs are, where you earn your way in, it's a much different conversation than if it was a four-person playoff where there had to be conversation about losses because why are you going to schedule it? It's like everything kind of gets regulated, and I assume the money would be in abundance for everybody as opposed to just some people.
11: There's a ton of money out there, and I think if we went to the TV people with all of us together as a collective group, you have 64 teams as opposed to 12 in this conference and 12 in that conference. The Pac-12 dissolved because they weren't going to get the same money as the Big Ten and the SEC. If all five of those schools went together and said, all five of those conferences went together to the television people and said, what is that worth? I think it would be equitable for everybody. And I think you would still take that money. Right now we're supposed to get $75 from the Big Ten. That money still goes to the UCLA Athletic Department, and they distributed that out through all the other sports, and we understand that. Um, and I think you can do that. I think you could make more money for each school. If we all went together, that's 32 games a weekend, as opposed to 16 games a weekend in the NFL, the ad space is there. You know, it is everybody wants to be involved in live sports because you can't fast-forward to a commercial. What, you're so saying? You're what did you say? Done. You said we can do Amazon, mm. we can do Apple. Yeah, can do, yeah, literally... do whoever you want. Yeah. yeah, you can look at the conferences. Let's sponsor. Pat, you got cash. You sponsored one of the conferences. No,
0: no, I've <laughs> talked to all those people that do have cash, and you're 100% right. Like That's why I was so flustered by the Pac-12, by some of these schools not being able to make a deal. It's like I literally just talked to, you know before the ESPN deal took place, I talked to all the platforms I think that they were probably talking to, and it's like they are – yearning for Sports right now. Everybody, every platform is yearning for sports because they know if you get a pay-per-view type event with a fight or something, that's going to get people to your platform. If you get a live event, you're going to get their fans to your platform. Then it's like on you to keep them there. That's kind of everybody's game. Like we're trying to get you to our platform, and then we're going to supplement that with more content and programming, hopefully to keep you on our platform longer. It's like they got a lot of money to do that. These people are worth trillions at this point. You know, it's like there's money out there. I think you're what you're. I think that's. That's why when i listened to what you said i was like yeah this feels like the right play i think we all kind of agree with you
11: there yeah and I, i again it's such a great game and we need to protect it and promote it and it's um but the problems, and I think they're getting more amplified now because we don't live in the information age; we live in the information overload age. But I'll tell you a quick story about bars. Bars—that's
0: you thinking in the morning, right there. Yeah, that's you driving <laughs> to work. Too much information, it's information <laughs> overload. That's
11: awesome to think about that. There was a, there was a there was a player at West Virginia. This is a true story. At West Virginia, they played Lafayette in football. After the game, he stayed and played for Lafayette the next week against Penn. What? True story. When? Do you know when that happened? Do you know when that happened, Penn? No. In 1896. <laughs> his name is Fielding Yost. So this has been going on for a long time. Fielding Yost played at West Virginia. They played Lafayette. Let's go he stayed at Lafayette. They played Penn the next week and beat Penn. And Penn was up in arms on why did this guy from West Virginia play against us? Because there was a transfer portal way, way back then, over 100 years ago. He then went on to be... Win six national championships as the coach at Michigan and become the athletic director at Michigan and one of the forefathers of the NCAA. And he was involved in transfer portal in 1896. Go look at Wikipedia; you can look it up because that's where I learned it. Holy hell! Whoa, this guy
0: <laughs> would be going to be a dog oh, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the fact that he just said, "I don't want to go home with the West Virginia boys." Obviously, sure. he feels. So like he went,
11: was- but he went. Would- Pat, he went back to West Virginia after he <laughs> played against Penn, then he went back
0: to West Virginia. Oh, he just had a gripe against Penn. Oh, yeah. They didn't let me in. Yeah. You guys got them next yeah. week. Let me do a week of prep here. Oh. Let me go ahead and help
11: this entire thing out. So when people talk about problems, this stuff's been going on forever, but I just think we need some smart people to just say, hey, what are we doing, and let's, let's, let's do it. And there are so many. I think Gene Smith at Ohio State, who's retiring, is one of the smartest people I've ever had a chance to talk to. And I think he loves football. I would ask him if he can help. I think Greg Sankey is the premier commissioner right now. He has the most skin in the game. I would get him in there. And then I would also get coaches involved because I think coaches can tell you about what it's like on the ground level. And really, I think sometimes the coaches don't have answers. And I think there's some people like David Shaw, Chris Peterson, David Cutcliffe, take the five of those guys and put them in a room and then come out and tell us what we're going to do. And I would follow any plan that those five guys can put together.
0: What state are you from? That little one, right? I'm from New Hampshire, yes. Yeah, a little baby one. They should put your dumbass from New Hampshire in there, <laughs> too. You know what I mean? It sounds like you got no, some great I, ideas.
11: I do not. I'm a, I'm an idea guy. I'll throw ideas out there, but I got a lot of work to do. We got we got. Uh, oh yeah, I got a meeting. We got, yeah. We, we uh-huh. have, yeah. yeah, we got meetings, football, all that other stuff.
0: So hey, figure it out. Now <laughs> this is what we need. We figure yeah. it out. Uh, I this hope is it, what we need. To figure it out. I hope it happens genuinely. I do because it sounds. I like – I really it, do. Yeah, me too. I, I who knows who will be able to get it done, but hopefully somebody will be because you got other stuff to do, obviously. Okay. Let's talk about the other stuff that you do in coaching. We have some questions for you, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. My sure. man. Darius Butler has a question. Yeah, we for finished
11: it. our bowl game, so I got oh, time. Congrats. Hey, how'd it go? We won. Hey, how'd how yeah. we do that? We Boise. Okay, congrats. We beat Boise oh, okay. on Saturdays. So. Hey, way to go.
0: Was yeah. that the L- LA Bowl?
5: That was the Gronk LA.
11: Yeah, that's it. I have no idea how to do Zoom, so this has been up on my Zoom for four weeks. <laughs> I messaged him. I,
0: uh, I said, hey, your video that came out of the press conference awesome incredible need to talk about it can you point me in the direction of the person that sets up your interviews and everything I don't have that person all right <laughs> all right so uh can I have you will you come on the show on Tuesday at 12 20 perfect and then now we're learning he has no idea <laughs> how to operate any of this stuff I love that I love that about you coach ball ball coach here we are normal ball human coach. I appreciate that yeah. how was Gron- what do you got how was Gronk's national anthem
11: It was, it was Gronk-esque, I would there say. You. Okay, nice. He nice. was awesome, though. He's another guy, Pat, like you. And I think the two of you guys are awesome for football because we need to continue to promote this game. Gronk's personality is infectious. Your personality is infectious. And wow. in this game is still about having fun. And I think the more you guys shed light on it, I think the more fans are going to come out and watch it because football is the best game ever invented. So football's I appreciate nice. what you yep. do. And I Oh, it's the best.
0: Football's the greatest. It is so much fun to watch. It's always good. There's drama, Mm -hmm. you know. There's business, too. You heard this business we just chatted about. There's so much that goes into it, and I appreciate the fact that you even know that our show exists. Mm -hmm. We appreciate that. Darius has a question for you, Coach.
3: Yeah, Coach. Another great part about football, I feel like, is the discipline part of it. Now, we talked to Coach Rule uh, a couple weeks ago, and he talked about kind of the difference of being in the NFL and being in college. Mm -hmm. Now, with the NIL and the transfer portal, have you felt like you've had to change your coaching style at all? when it comes to kids uh, either getting a little softer with them because now they can just leave whenever they want to, or are you still the same, same coach?
11: No. And I think you just, I think if you have standards in the, I think if you make sure the players understand the standards before they get there, um, one of the reasons with the transfer portal, in my opinion, is that kids get recruited one way and they're like, man, this guy was a dog when he was recruiting me. I loved him. And then they get on the field and he's like, he's a totally different person. You know, I think, you have to be the same and you have to be consistent in your approach. Yeah. And then if that's something that the players gravitate to, then you're gonna get them. If that's not what they're looking for, then you're not gonna get them. But getting a player that doesn't want to be at your place isn't isn't good for him, isn't good for you either. So I think if you articulate on the front end kind of how we do things and what's expected here, what our standard is as uh and I think Mike Tomlin says it the best, you know, that you gotta have a standard. And if you have a standard and we live up to the standard um, that's what it's about. And I've always learned that if you, if you set the standard, I think people try to live up to a standard. If you tell them about rules, people try to break rules.
0: Oh, bars. Hey, <laughs> Chip, you're deep. thinker. Huh? Those up. drives in the morning, <laughs> those yeah. drives in in the morning got you really think the standard is the standard is what coach, Tomlin's yeah. now, that coach
11: standard, Tomlin. Now that's the standard. Yay. A lot coach, he's one of the best. I'm telling you. I know you know him. I, I coach. I've got all the respect in the world for Mike. Mike's mm-hmm. awesome. Coach, we all do. But I'll tell you what, Pittsburgh's not
0: very appreciative of Mike Talman, right? <laughs> uh that's the NFL, though. That's that's why football. I mean, obviously, yeah. 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 I, know. yeah. <laughs> I know.
8: Yeah.
5: Yeah. 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 Tone has a question for you, coach. Yeah, coach. Let's talk about the most important uh, position in sports, and that's quarterback. And this time last year, you landed a, a five star there in Dante Moore. Now he he left. He's he's in Oregon now. Um, does something like that happen in where you recruit, recruit a five star high school guy and he leaves after a year? Does that change how you recruit that position or do you go like, does it make you think like maybe I'll just do transfer portal quarter quarterbacks all the time? How is that? How are you treating the quarterback position with the portal and with the freshmen coming in and things like that? <laughs>
11: No, I, and I don't think you can cookie cut or anything. You can say, we did this, we'll do that. Um, I love Dante. I think he's a special young man. Um, we have a quarterback competition here and Ethan Garbers, um, really at the end of the year took, took the job and earned the job. And we played really well. We beat SC. He played really well in our bowl game for us. Um, it's just the nature of the position. I think if you look at the transfer rate for all quarterbacks, it's probably the highest position that transfers in, uh, in college football, Impactful just because only quarterback, one guy, named quarterbacks. Yeah, it's crazy. Only, only one guy can play. And I think when you factor in some of the other factors like NIL and some of those things, um, it becomes a different world, but I don't think you're, you'll ever say, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. I think it's, you treat everybody as, as a, an individual and you try to get to know them as well as you can, based on the NCAA rules. Um, and then you try to make it work. And that's, that's what you try to do. And it's, um, sometimes it works somewhere for some same in the NFL guys that you see them at one team and they don't do anything. Then they go to another team and they flourish. You know, it's um, it's it's an interesting dynamic in this game. Um, but I think you continue to going back to what I talked about earlier is this is how we do things. And does that fit for what you're looking for?
0: What is the plan for your UCLA team? Like, obviously, we're going into the offseason. We're going to get stronger. We're going to get faster. Have you mapped out yeah. like what you think the next few years look like for your teams and like yeah. what expectations and like, everything like
11: that? Yeah, we're excited because we're going to the Big Ten for the first time. So you know, we we get to play um, different opponents. Um, we get to play at some really cool places. We get to play at Penn State this year. We're really excited about that opportunity. Um, we have an out of conference game. We played LSU a couple years ago here. We have to now go back to LSU, so we get to play in some of the coolest places in college football this season coming up. And our players are genuinely excited about that. You know, there's obviously a lot of work to do to play against teams like that. Um, But it'll start for us on January 8th when we get back for winter quarter. Um, Our kids are off on break now because we played on Saturday. So um, we'll hit the ground running when we get back here on January 8th and and prepare for the 24th season.
0: Enjoy that break, boys. Mm -hmm. Enjoy that break, boys. (laughs) if If that January 8th start is anything like what it used to be like, we're, we're right back in Hit the Oh, right, buddy, baby. we are hitting the ground running a lot. <laughs> yeah. We are hitting
6: the ground running a lot. Ty has a question for you, Coach. Coach, I'm curious, with NIL, with NIL now, uh, like L.A. used to always be such a major selling point, I feel like, when you would get guys from, you know, the Midwest or, or wherever it may be because of, you know, the weather and all that kind of stuff. Has it almost turned into, I don't want to say a detriment, but a little bit tougher because of the – I don't know, maybe, like, the expectation with Hollywood being right there and, like, guys coming in kind of expecting a certain thing in terms of what they're owed money-wise. Like, have you noticed that at all uh, with your time at UCLA or not really?
11: Yeah. I mean, there are programs in college football that are like the New York Yankees and there are other programs in college football that are like the Pittsburgh Pirates.
8: And it's- wow. <laughs>
11: watch it it, you just have to adjust no i'm just pat. you know do the do the pirates have as much money as the yankees well we don't know the pirates Pirates involved with juan soto no no okay because they can't afford that so i think everybody understands no matter where you are what are the rules of engagement based upon the school that i'm at and then you adjust but but i will say this about and I like this all the time. There's no crying on the yacht. Like, we're coaching Power 5 football. Like, this is, we got to figure it out. Our job is to come up with solutions to, to figure out, no matter what the situation is, if this school has different than we have, that we don't really concern with that. Um, right. I think if you build your program on strong principles, the right guys will find you. Well, Coach, we
0: appreciate the hell out of you joining us on this glorious Tuesday. What's the rest of the day look like? What do we got the rest of the day? Hypothesizing? Mm-hmm. More ideas? We got more ideas? <laughs>
11: No, no, no. We're, we're working. We got a, a lot of uh, transfer portal film to continue to go through because kids keep coming into, into the portal every single day. Signing day is tomorrow. We got to just make sure all of our kids will get their stuff in tomorrow morning um, and prepare for that. And then uh, and then our coaches will have a little bit of time off for Christmas and New Year's, and then we're right back in the office. So, All
0: right. Well, good luck with signing day. Good luck with the transfer portal. Good luck this offseason with what way work out. And we appreciate the hell out of your brain. Ladies and gentlemen, coach, the UCLA Bruins football team now in the Big Ten.
8: Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Imagine the amount of hey, see you, man. Imagine the amount of uh shit that he got from like volleyball team. Oh my god. Uh, so we gotta go.
5: To Rutgers. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta go. go to
0: Happy Valley, Penn State, that's a six hour, Jeez. seven hour. And we gotta drive an hour and a half to get in there
3: for a volleyball game now. <laughs> Cause you guys wanna the- Right, play your game. I should a basketball team too. They got a lot of history to basketball. Team. Uh, yeah. It, yeah,
6: Like what he was saying with Arizona, like that is a massive deal that UCLA and Arizona aren't going to play in yeah. basketball anymore. Like two of the most storied, you know, programs in the history of college basketball. The
0: conference champions.
5: Yeah.
6: yeah. That's, How about him saying, "Bill owns we're
0: a hundred million dollar company. Mm-hmm. We we disappear like Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, just out of nowhere." That was, like, over a week period, remember? They potentially had a deal done with Apple. Mm -hmm, I think it's what we all heard and Mm -hmm. thought. And then the next week, no deal. And then all of a sudden, a contract just gets ripped apart by a Mm -hmm. network. Not this one. No. No. And then all of a sudden, Pac-12 schools, hey, you're shit out of luck. you got to figure this whole thing out. And then it's like, well, now we're going to Big Ten, ACC. There's two schools out. It's like, damn, that happened very, very quickly. I love his idea, though. Let's make this thing just... Divisions play against other divisions. Now, if you pull the SEC as a division, you're going to have a long day, potentially. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. a long season. Yep. But have. you you have the NIL. You have Transfer Portal. You can make your teams good, too. The amount of money that could potentially be used for college football as a whole, yeah. CFB, is just what it's called, right? Yeah. So the NFL, would just be CFB. Yeah. Who do you got this week? Boom. You'd still be able to have the games, the marquee games in prime time. It would make everything better. It would be very good. But the amount of shit that has to get figured out Man. to get to that point, the amount of humans you have to get on the same page. He just talked about how the coaches would say something. Then the ADs would say something. Mm-hmm. And then the presidents would be the complete opposite. You have to have all those people
3: on the same page. That's just a one school. Very different group of humans, too. Yes, oh. academia <laughs> people yeah. are now involved. And what do you
5: have to do, just go one commissioner? Yeah. I think yeah
0: personally, I believe you have to have one
5: person yep. making the decision. And then decision. obviously he has a team. There has
0: to be a finger to point somewhere, I think, whenever you're making big decisions, and I think you would need one commish. And then if he's not doing a good job or she's not doing a good job, you get them out, you get another mm-hmm. commish. But getting everybody to get to the point of where we have a league is so many agreements that yeah. have to take place. And so many people have to be on the same page, including money
5: people. You're, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. You're starting a multi-billion dollar. T-
0: yeah. That's a, that's a long, that's a lot to get done. I appreciate he's saying, well, he's smart people figure it out because yeah. that's our line.
8: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, smart people. Figure, figure it out. out. That's our line. Mm-hmm. But that is what we potentially need. How many of them are there? I well, don't
6: know. And think of like, because I, I don't know how you would do it where like everyone evenly gets a piece of the pie because that's not necessarily fair either. And like some of these schools that are in conferences that have a pretty cushy sit, like setup where it's like you're getting all that all that money and like you're never really going to win your conference championship, but you're still getting a a big chunk of that pie. Like why would those schools ever be like, yeah, we don't really want to do this anymore. We'll, we'll evenly redistribute all of this. And then you look and it's like, oh, we're making actually $30 million less than we would have been had we just stayed in the big 10 or whatever.
0: What do you say? We're getting $75 million from the big 10. Yeah. That money's going everywhere. That's a big number. I thought it was like 40
5: something. I thought it was too. It
6: must've, I mean, after the, them adding the 40, I thought they were getting less
5: because they came in a year later after the deal was already done. But yeah, the the original Big Ten teams I
3: knew were getting close to seventy.
0: The um, good luck out there. Hey, we are just happen to be a small part of
3: it. Yeah, listen to Chip. Get to watch it. Make too much sense though, so you know it's never,
0: never, it. chi- nope. no chance. Yeah. No chase. Did you hear the judge in West Virginia extended it for the entire year as opposed to just two weeks? Nice. Well, you saw what the
5: NCAA did. What's the, what the, the same day that uh, the AG was on, They what did they come out and say? That there's no guarantee that you won't get penalized after?
0: Yeah, but then it got extended for the rest of the year, I believe. And I don't know if the NCAA came out again and said something. I but I do know there was a couple other schools that said, you heard it, we're back. Nice. They're playing the people. So who knows what else is going to fall into the limiting wages Thing that has now been added into the lawsuits against the NCAA because money being involved with players means you're, that's a worker. That's somebody trying to earn money for themselves and their family. So if you are holding them back, you're potentially holding back growth in a like business sense, yeah. mm-hmm. which is not legal in the United States. So then good at attorneys, Attorney General of West Virginia, Patrick, Patrick Morrissey. Morrissey. Mm-hmm in front of all those books dog. was like, wait a minute. This isn't just like a, you're screwing student athletes. type think this is a, employee, employer-type situation also that you're hinging upon. And judges, you know, I think they're more apt to lean in favor of workers, especially in 2023 with everything mm-hmm. that took place uh, last couple of years with everybody. It's like, that's a whole new added weapon for these people to potentially attack the NCAA, but then the NCAA comes it, back, and they're like, well, we have them on scholarship. Our scholarship does not matter. Anymore. Like That whole conversation starts in there, but I feel like there's massive change
5: coming. It's it's so wild right now. I saw it yesterday, so Dion. Not a shock. He's been killing the portal again. You got four new offensive linemen, and then, obviously, the five-star he got out of.
0: Number he, one tackle. Yeah, he got five
5: new linemen, but the one who went from IU to Colorado just flipped his transfer portal uh, hmm. call from Colorado to Oregon. So, like, people are now not just, they're transferring two places within the same transfer portal window. So they probably come to a deal
0: mm-hmm. with Colorado. Hey. You got more here? And then they hear late last week, which adds in a whole other thing about rules. Yes. About business guidelines and how everything could go. But the more money these players get, good for them. Yep. Put all on them.
5: You want to talk about money? Uh, Oregon got Gabriel and Dante Moore. I don't. I wonder what they're paying for two quarterbacks. In-
0: yeah, Dante Moore young, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Dylan Gabriel old. Yeah. So one year probably Dylan Gabriel. Yep. And they probably explained to them they've got to do this. And Phil Knight's like, cool, we just dropped him this shoe. Yeah, so, easy. Whatever you need. You know what I mean? We just dropped a brand new version of the shoe that we dropped 10 years ago. Looks the exact same. But since shoes have gotten to a point where they all look so asinine, everybody wants to buy what our old shoes Uh look like. So we can get 10 Dylan Gabriels if we'd like out of there. No problem. And that's the weapon of having Nike Yeah, mm-hmm. literally pushing you. Bingo. Nike sponsors a lot of schools. Yeah, A lot of schools benefit from Nike. Mm-hmm. Nike pays a lot of money to a lot of people. But they're paying the most amount of money to one particular school. And they always have. Mm-hmm. Like back before this NIL thing happened, do you remember what Oregon's locker room used to look oh, like? Oh, yeah.
8: Gosh.
0: I used to see pictures of that while I was sitting in a high school-type locker room in West Virginia my freshman year. Just worst- Locker room, maybe I've ever been in, maybe Jeez. ever that that freshman year at West Virginia, and you get like pictures of what like Oregon's locker room looks like. It's like, oh, these guys are living like kings over here. Yeah. Now everybody All has rooms. that particular thing, insane. and it, not only the locker room, the lounge area, Correct, yeah. barber, the rehabilitation area, the barber is always set up. It's like that's brand, that's everything. Ooh. Oregon had that before everybody, though. Oregon, like, took advantage of that, so they're smart with the way they utilize all their money as well. So good luck to everybody in this new world that is college football. Let's go to the NFL a little bit. Uh, Matt LaFleur spoke out about, you know, the defensive coordinator for his particular program, saying he'll be the defense coordinator for the rest of the season, nice. so everybody just needs to relax. Matt LaFleur has potentially openly stated that he has Joe Barry's back as yep. defense coordinator. Now, the hate against Joe Barry as the football coach, not the human. Football coach, Great defense guy. coordinator, good human. We don't know, but at all. Probably.
6: Assume,
1: hopefully.
0: He's committed his life to football. We appreciate that. But as a defense coordinator, it's gotten very loud about how bad this guy sucks. Ty, one of the loudest people saying on his birthday yesterday, became a voice of reason for almost all Packers fans. I was reading a lot of the comments that came from the video in which you roasted Joe Barry and what he did and what the future probably looks like with Matt LaFleur, who's too scared or won't pull the trigger on firing a guy. A lot of people are saying, preach it, preach it, preach it. I didn't know if today you wanted to walk those things back maybe because it got too loud or if you wanted to expand upon some of your thoughts because this is the first time I've seen you diligently Googling things mm-hmm. and then handwriting these notes. <laughs> Would you like to talk a little bit more about Joe Barry, the defense coordinator, who will be the defense coordinator for the rest of the season?
7: Yeah,
6: sure. Uh, I'm absolutely not going to walk it back. Okay. I mean, I don't know. What Can't do that. Okay. Can't do that. Everyone who watches the games knows. And, you know, this morning I, I didn't plan on doing this. You know, nope. I was just like, okay, whatever, but... You know, some people on Reddit, uh, they it's it's gotten too far. It's gone too far. Everything I said yesterday, I felt was right, but again, you just never know. It was a moment of passion, yep. kind of just. But, but luckily, people on Reddit have kind of compiled uh, something that's a little bit more palatable to say out loud. So, since 2000, there have been 68 defensive coordinators in the NFL who have had at least five seasons as a defensive coordinator. Only four of those have never had an above-average. Uh, defense in the NFL. Joe Barry's obviously one of them. So it was Chuck's brother, uh John Pagano. oh, no. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, well, I, I, I saw this. Broke my heart. I broke my heart. a couple others. Yeah, well a couple others. Yeah, Jim Haslett was in there too and then some other guy I would never heard of. But uh so he's had he's had three defensive coordinator jo- jobs. So it started in Detroit. Rod Marinelli was the head coach. He uh is married to Rod Marinelli's uh, daughter. So I assume that's how he got the job. 2007, uh they were 31st in uh Points per drive or points allowed, total defense, terrible. No big deal. He gets the job next year. What do they do? They go 0-16. He gets fired. So does everyone else goes to Washington gets hired by Jay Gruden. Okay. 2015 yeah. banner year for Joe Barry. Best best defense he's ever had. They were 19th in points allowed per drive, 28th in total yards. So, you know, not bad. As the that is the best defense he's ever had Bemba in his break. career. Yeah, exactly. Ben, but don't break, sure. Uh, I didn't check what their record was, but I'm guessing that Washington was dog shit that that year. Uh 2016 bounced back a little bit. Um 24th in points per drive. So, you know, not terrible. 28th in uh, total yards allowed again and then 29th in defensive success rate whatever that means basically to sum this up uh in his 3 years in green bay they are the 31st ranked defense when you tabulate all 3 years together so no this guy has never gotten any better he still sucks he should be fired but he won't because that's the packers
0: Fanatic in Ohio is a man who's college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, a father of ten, a COVID survivor, and the current president of the state of Ohio.
8: AJ Hawk. yeah, yeah, Hawker. Yeah, yeah. Hawker, oh.
0: how you doing, pal? You look fantastic. The hair's growing in phenomenally. Oh yeah,
2: wow. yes, it, it is a little bit. I'm I'm uh, impressed by Chip Kelly not only the fact that he laid out that whole situation of what college football could do, but do you think there's a lot of college football coaches that know what Bed Bath & Beyond even is, let alone the fact that it's bankrupt now or it's out of business? So he, uh, that is funny to think that there are some football coaches who
0: go into coaching and nothing happens in the world outside <laughs> of football for 20, 30, 50 years. Yep. That is just kind of how the football time capsule happens for some of these coaches. He said in the morning, you know, he drives and he thinks. I think that's when he starts, we just went out of business while he's driving. Yeah. Turn signal. We just went right out of business. (laughs) We really did. And then there's probably a going out of business sale sign on something. He's like, we're like them. And then bed, bath, and we're like bed, bath, and beyond. The amount of deep thinking that man does in the car in the morning is, I I think, something maybe he should – should film someday yes. because he had bars. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. We're, we're dropping bars on everything. You know, you, you set a culture because if you make rules, people want to break them. It's like, all right, okay, so I heard you say that to a team before, mm-hmm. I would assume. And then he, yeah, Aurelius?
6: Yeah, Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius.
0: Yeah, the success of an organization comes in the uh, managing of the non-obvious yes. right, bingo. or something along those lines. He had that. I was impressed as well. He did let me know that he may or may not have never seen our show before but enjoyed being on. Mm-hmm and <laughs> had a great time, AJ. You know, that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, he was he was impressive. He really was. I, I like his backdrop, too. What he said, He's had this. he's been stuck there for the last four weeks. He doesn't have anybody in there to change it for him. He has
0: no, has no interns that set up his uh, media either, just like direct conversation. I've massive respect has grown for mm-hmm. chip kelly over the last few days very thankful he stopped by how about our respect for drew lock though huh in the seattle seahawks team wow aj last night was one of those games in primetime that we hope for every single time a primetime game comes on obviously it appears is if the eagles got it eagles got it the eagles got it they're going to put this thing away two minutes left third and seven if they pick it up game over instead they don't get pick it up i think last year they would have seattle gets the ball back on their own eight in drew lock dk metcalf the offensive line and inevitably, Jackson Smith and J- that catch was absurd. Oh, right dick. there, off his thigh. Off his thigh. DK Metcalf makes a play. But that final drive was Drew Locke, DK Metcalf. Mm. That's a big one. Damn. Double team come down
3: that. Great ball. Boom. Ugh.
0: Give me that. D.K. Metcalf. And they could have done this all game, you would assume, but whenever they needed it, they certainly were able to do it. And then the game ends with Jackson Smith and Jigba getting the rock in one-on-one coverage against Bradbury. And Drew Locke after the game said, as we broke the huddle, I told Jax, I said, hey, if you're one-on-one, I'm throwing the pill. I'm mm-hmm. throwing the pill. And they absolutely did. Massive comeback dub in Seattle. What a moment for that guy who's yeah. been doing the, the tux or suit celebration for a long time moxie through the roof chit-chatted about whenever he wasn't playing because he was doing the russell wilson trade from denver to seattle when he wasn't playing you know you start wondering human nature starts wondering then last week he got to play he said i'm still the man and then he does what he does what a night for seattle and drew lock aj yeah
2: i I know you played his his uh post-game interview on the on the field that was uh that was cool to see man like how you see okay this truly means so much to these players and obviously drew lock getting emotional and you even said, great follow-up. Like, hey, I sent you getting emotional. Like, <laughs> that's just, that, you should do that. And he was very open to talk about it. So credit to him for how he played. And I think how he handled it and let him know, like, hey, I'm not too cool for school. Like, this does mean a lot to me.
0: And he gave credit to everybody around him. which everybody. Pete Carroll yeah, He has a great
2: example. Show that to the, your focus group. I know you talked about Frank Luntz. Show that. That should get some uh, some positive reviews.
0: Did Frank Luntz come uh, to the Green Bay Packers
2: and talk about his focus yes. group? Yes, he did. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if it really resonated with the room, but, you know, there's a time and place for that kind of stuff, I think. Training
0: camp, tough place to speak. Oh, my God. Football locker room, tough place. In general. To speak, just in general. Coming in and talking to these people as if everybody's running for president of the United States of America and don't say anything. And then being – it's not just his fault. He was set up for failure because all the PR people were like, this is the guy – that we need to be bowing down to. The best. This is the guy who has all the answers. And it was like, he had American flag shoes on, which are cool. That's Love neat. that. He had some, <laughs> did he, did he wear those with you guys, I assume?
2: I don't know if he did. I think it, it would have been a big hit if he did have American flag shoes. Well, he was remember.
0: he was wandering around the room a lot. So I saw those shoes yeah. moving, had khakis on. I remember like it was yesterday, because I did go to a couple of <laughs> sociology classes in college in mm-hmm. Frank Lunt's well, social you. groups. Were actually utilized oh. in a couple of the studies. You know, so when I when I heard he was coming, I was like, oh, I've actually I've actually read about yeah, him. Yeah, I know right. this guy. I've actually read a little bit about this guy. Joining us now is a man who I assume loves focus groups. In mm-hmm. the focus groups on him this year say what he's doing is a lot. Nope. Not a lot to nope. recover from an Achilles this quick. Four time NFL MVP, the current quarterback of the New York Jets, who might be medically cleared to play. Whoa. Ooh. Going into week 16. When he suffered a torn Achilles in Week One of the NFL season, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, how you doing, Aaron?
12: Hey guys, good to see you.
0: Hey, we're talking about training camp speakers there. Uh, Frank Luntz made his way over to you guys. How'd that go? Pretty
12: good. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, really, really good speech. When was that? <laughs>
2: I don't know the year, Aaron, but he was there. I don't know if you – maybe Aaron opted out of that one, but I'm not <laughs> sure. After 2010 sometime.
0: Oh, there's his American flag shoes. Boom. Yeah. Look, boom. He, he was literally – there he is. That was him. Hey. In this the overall office, president of the United yeah. States? Yeah, he did. Whoa. He was, you were there, was,
12: Darius. He, was he a Pittsburgh no, guy? Geez, I, don't, I, I only remember you. the Pittsburgh guys that came and spoke, so I'm, I'm not sure.
0: Well, if Pittsburgh people are speaking, you should listen uh, from my understanding because it's either going to be incredibly entertaining and competent oh. or – you know, intelligent, One or one or the other. Uh, let's talk about your life right now. Where are you right now? Green screen. We're doing a, a movie shoot. We're on Avatar.
12: In, I am in John Vieira's office here uh, in the uh, at the facility. Just finished up some uh, rehab for the day and some conversations, and uh, thought I'd stick around here to do this with you guys, and then head on home.
0: Okay. Well, we're thankful that you're doing it. We, I wish we could change the background there.
12: Oh, you know, we yeah. got the North I'm in the back here. Yeah, it's a great. Got-
0: we got the North yeah, Pole here.
12: Good one here. It's fake. Yeah, it's fake. No, it's
1: that's the North um, Pole. It's a live stream. Live looking? Yep.
12: See the snow falling? Mm-hmm. Look, they got the sign and everything. I don't see the snows not the snows not falling. Look
0: at
1: that. Uh, yeah, no- North Star shining, shining
12: bright. That's
1: a little one. Anyways,
0: where's the
12: where's the Magi? Is that hmm? is that supposed to? Is it Connor? Ty and DB are the Magi, or
1: what? What do we got?
12: Well, what's uh? Well, it's the
0: Magi.
1: What's, what's the modalities with the Magi, we just don't really touch well, that. Is the
0: Magi? Is magi, What is the Magi? A
12: barnacle like I don't know.
0: Magic, like magic? Is that what? Ma- magic. Well, the three, three,
12: yeah. three wise, uh, wise men. Three wise men who went saw Jesus. They followed oh, the uh, star. Yeah. I
3: thought the three to there. brought him gifts gold. of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Frankincense. There we go. Yeah. I got the frankincense.
6: The North
0: Star's been used a lot for a lot of people. I did not think about the Magi though.
1: Does Jesus live at the North Pole? Bethlehem. Jeez. Does Jesus Jesus live at the North Pole?
5: Not
12: Bethlehem, PA, though. Okay, not not Bethlehem, PA. No, it's over. Yeah. Great city, though. Great city.
0: Speaking of great city, uh, New Jersey is a state, obviously. (laughs) Um, New York is a city, though, that is pumped about your future with the New York Jets. We saw a video this past week, and a lot of them of you on the sideline. During that game, that was not great for the New York Jets against Miami. A lot of facial reactions, a lot of head shakes, a lot of... uh, I saw a big bubble blow at one point. You know, you're one of the best bubble blowers Mm -hmm. still on TV in 2023. I want to let you know that. Uh, Always chomping on the gum. You seem disgusted with a lot. Obviously, the game did not go anywhere near how you guys thought it would. There was a video, though, that was sent to us from iRocky83, which was watching you on the sideline. And we noticed some things here, Mr. Rogers. For instance, we wondered if you're ever going to be able to get up on your toe. That was the big conversation. Look at the rock. Look at the rock. And ooh, we're up. Ooh, we're up. Boom! Boom. We're up higher on that one. Now, we appreciate the internet sleuthing there that Iraqi did, uh, 83, to get that. But there's a conversation now about you being medically cleared, and we see you going up onto your toes. We see you last week at practice. How do you feel? Where's your state of mind? And what are we thinking and talking about when it comes to playing football again?
12: Yeah, I mean, I've been progressing steadily. Uh, Once I was able to start jogging, on the Alter-G at about uh, between the 8th and ninth week. Things have progressed uh, pretty good. Came out here uh, right before Thanksgiving, continued my rehab, and uh, was able to uh, get on the practice field uh, in a limited fashion the last three weeks. Most of my stuff has been, uh, like you've seen, kind of thrown on the side, individual work. This last week I took uh, QB Center Exchange. I did some stuff with the running backs. Uh, I've been doing the 7-on-7 seven seven. Uh, flight school, which is basically uh, twos and 3s P B-Squad guys, um, that I've asked to do uh, at the end of the day. So that's been fun to, uh, to do that. Didn't do any 11-on-11 11 11 stuff. Um, I think the whole time it's been, uh, you know, hoping that we're still in it uh, because it's, it was unrealistic to think that I would be uh, 100% uh, to be medically cleared um, at any point during the regular season. Um, I do feel like, uh, you know, in the next three to four weeks, uh, it would be very possible to get to 100 percent, but obviously not there. And and so the conversation was uh, away from 100 percent medical clearance to a willingness to play. And that's never been a problem for me. Uh, In 2018, uh, when it was a rough year, uh, as Ty remembers, uh, we had uh, a rough stretch. Uh, Mike got fired. Joe became the interim coach. Um, we uh, went played Atlanta at home, beat them, and then went to Chicago and lost. Uh, I think they might have uh, won the division that day. We were kind of uh, eliminated from the playoffs. Next week we played the Jets, and there were a lot of people thinking, was they going to play or not? And, and my thought was always, well, I'm, you know, uh, nobody's 100% in week 16, but I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling really good. Uh, I want to play. I want to be out there with the guys. We had a really uh, kind of magical game that day. And again, with went to overtime that we ended up winning, uh, on a touchdown walk off to Devante. Um, but that was, you know, I felt a hundred percent. So there was never a question when I should play. If I was a hundred percent, uh, today, um, I'd be definitely pushing to play. Um, but the fact is I'm not, I've been working hard to, uh, to get closer to that, but I'm still, you know, 14 weeks uh, tomorrow from my surgery and, uh, you know, being medically cleared, uh, as 100% uh, healed is just uh, not realistic at uh, at 14 weeks.
0: So I think everybody says that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Like, if you were willing to risk not being 100% to get back in there for a team that had a chance to go on a run and make the playoffs and do everything, I think that would have made sense, too, as people. I think we would have been like, all right, that makes sense. If he's at 70%, 65, 75%, whatever it is, but they still have a chance to go on a run, this is still a storybook, right? This is still a storybook.
12: It still would have been, it still would have, you know, again, we're, we're in the hypothetical world, so it still would have been, I would have... You know, if we win Sunday, then I need to go through a week of 11-on-11 11 11 practice, taking team reps, seeing how I respond to that, seeing how much I can move in the pocket, uh, seeing uh, can I get out of the pocket. Um, so there still would have been a conversation. It would have just been, it wouldn't have been, hey, we won, you're activated, you're for sure playing. Now, I obviously, uh, being a competitor, uh, I would have pushed it as far as I could this week, but... Um, but it still would have been a conversation. I would have had to, you know, check all the boxes, practice well, respond well uh, the next day after some of these 11-on-11 uh, sessions. And then the conversation between uh, Woody and Joe and Robert and uh, Dave and the medical staff and Neil Elitrosh, uh and myself to determine whether or not uh, they were going to ultimately clear me.
0: Okay, so there have been a lot of steps to get through, but there's potential that we would have been able to. Do you still feel as if all the hard work to get back as quick as you are was good? Like, you feel like we changed the – I think so. I think like you changed the thought on the Achilles this year, even though we're not seeing you back this week, apparently, or the next couple weeks because the team has been completely eliminated. You're not at 100% yet. So do you feel like there has been a change? I think so. I think it's still a job well done out of you.
12: I hope so. I hope so. I hope. I hope that uh, you know. I've talked to a lot of different people that have sustained uh, you know Achilles injuries since mine, and passed along all the information that I could about what's worked for me and what hasn't worked. I'm still checking in on Kirk and Jalen and and JK and and all the different guys that I've gotten to know uh, during this you know difficult time. Um, but I think if anything, it, it shows if you were to have this injury, uh, you know, an off season workout, uh, summer workouts, or something that. Coming back to play is uh, not just a possibility, but a, prob- a probability if you do it the right way and you, and you rehab and be smart about your diet. And Obviously, I'm a firm believer in, in Neil and everything that he does and the amazing people, uh, Heather and Double A at Elite and uh, all their incredible therapists there. Um but there's a lot of great people across the country who can do this rehab. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of different, like we joke about, modalities you can do to increase your healing. But I think diet is very, very important. I think getting on your feet as quickly as possible is very important as well. There's some doctors that don't do that. They take their time with it, which is fine. Um, I believe in, in getting on your feet and moving it quickly. And I think that there's hope that if you were to have the, an injury in the off season, that it, it's not out of the question to be ready for week one and definitely not a question be ready for the season so hopefully uh this isn't looked at as kind of a one year kind of loss of a year death sentence moving forward and um you know the surgeries have gotten better the rehab ideas have gotten better and there's ways to to supplement that through uh really through diet and and vitamins i think that can uh that can put you in a better position
2: go ahead AJ. Does coming back like, at such a quick pace, is it more, are you worried that you're going to rupture that same Achilles again or is it something else in your body that tends to go? I know that when you hurt something, you can make up for it and, uh, you know, you tear something else. Like what do you, what I guess is the biggest worry when you talk to doctors about coming back early?
12: Well, it's, it's what we talked about the entire time about the difference between stretching and stressing. You know, you got to allow that, uh, that Achilles to heal up completely uh, before you're uh, stretching it. Um, but there's, you know, again, there's a lot of different ways to attack this rehab. I tried to get on my feet quickly and, and kind of cut a lot of the protocols in half, um, just to see if I can do it a different way. And I wanted to push it for the first two months as hard as I could and get to that eight week mark and see where I was at and then, uh, adjust accordingly the, uh, the rehab schedule after that. So like at eight weeks, I felt really, really good. I was walking basically normal. I was able to start jogging on the Alter G, um, so that's why I pushed it as far as I could. I wouldn't have done anything differently. Um, I wanted to, you know, to get back. Uh, were we in a position where we were looking like a playoff team and the possibility of uh, uh, of getting into playoffs um, without me was was going to happen, uh, being ready for first round of playoffs to me would be an absolute no-brainer. I had kind of always circled the 24th in my own in my head from the day I, I got hurt to the next day. I, th- I thought, okay, um, no one's come back quicker than 18 weeks. Uh, 14 weeks would be the week of the Washington game. I'm gonna put my sights on that, focus on that. Okay. Um, so I feel good about where I'm at now to, uh, to at least there would have been a conversation about it. Um, but it was always gonna be difficult rehab and always gonna be a difficult comeback. But, uh, you know, I'm thankful for all the people that reached out throughout the process, all the information that was shared with me, all the great, you know, attention I had from not just the amazing people here at uh, jet Drive and everybody elite, And obviously, Neil's been fantastic through this whole process. And um, there's been a lot of these injuries. And I, I feel that, you know, through what I've learned on my own, through my rehab, through my own research, and through the research of, uh, you know, AAA and AA and Heather and all the amazing people wow. I've been around, uh, you know, I have a better idea about uh, how to pass on the knowledge uh, that I've learned through this process. But, um, you know, there's always the fear about uh, re-rupture if you're, if you're going too fast. But uh, this allows me to, uh, you know, I'm not going to slow my rehab down. I'm going to keep attacking it uh, every single day. But uh, now without a timetable. Uh, to come back, obviously we can uh, be as smart as we need to be.
0: Yeah, we can't wait to see it all, and it's been an honor to learn all of this about the Achilles. No, oh yeah, we've mm-hmm. you know I've learned more about the Achilles I think the world has over the last fourteen weeks than uh, than ever before. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate how open you've been about the entire process and how aggressive you've been in your rehab to get back and make it happen, and that Achilles factory. You know, it introduced us to Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Bingo. So, we're very grateful.
0: You know, we're very grateful for it all. We appreciate you, though, man. Way to kick ass for this whole thing. Way to kick ass for this whole thing. There could be a lot of hard times during recovery and rehab, especially whenever you're trying to do something that nobody's ever done before very publicly. Mm -hmm. You know, like, kind of, there's going to be a lot of people that want to, we appreciate you, man, genuinely. Now, let's talk about next year.
3: Darius has a question. Oh, yeah. Now, that probably not fully flipping the switch because obviously the season's still going on with your team, but individually not coming back this year. Now, you've been documenting some of this behind the scenes as well. Is next season, will next season be the last dance for a rot oh. in New York? Oh. Oh.
12: I do, I don't think so. You know, really? I, I felt like when I came here that I got uh, kind of a renewed passion and love for the game, and everything has been uh, amazing here. Just the people I've gotten to work with, the relationships I've gotten to form with my teammates, and amazing – men and women at work here at One Just Drive has, has been really special. Um, I wanted, you know, at least two years. I feel like this year is kind of a lost year now that I only played a couple snaps and wasn't able to go out there and, and uh, improve what I'm capable of and, and see uh, what we're capable of as a team. Um, I don't think that next year will be my last year. Um, with some of the things that that I've learned over the last year, taking care of my body and, and surrounding myself with some, some great people who've been helping me with my nutrition and my functional training uh, at, a, at a more acute level. Uh, I feel like I can play uh, more years, and I can be effective uh, into my 40s, which is crazy because I thought that I'd probably be sitting on a couch somewhere at, uh, at 40, but now I, you know, I want to be a starter at 40. I want to be a starter at 41. I want right. to see uh, what I can get out of this body. I believe in uh, the leadership that we have here. I believe in our guys. I think uh, it's not a situation where we have to uh, rebuild. Um, we need to to, uh, reload a little bit, uh, and there'll be some tough decisions for sure. But uh, I like uh, the pieces that we have in place. I like our young players. we got a lot of of great young players who are stepping into more of a leadership role in their second and third years. There's some guys who just got paid who are incredible players, like Quentin Williams, who's got a chance to be an all-pro in the league for a long, long time. His brother has had one of the uh, most outstanding years for an inside backer, I think, in the league, and I think he's finally getting the respect that he deserves. Uh, CJ has been a rock for us as our captain on defense, but a lot of great uh, performances this year, especially on the defense side of the ball. I think Sauce, although you won't see the interception numbers jump out, has had a fantastic year. Nobody just try, nobody really throws his way, and then on the other side, the guys getting a lot of work. DJ Reed has had a fantastic season, so proud of those guys. I think Tony Adams has had a really nice year for us um, as a, you know undrafted player who's just gotten better every single week. Jordan White has been. Uh, great for us in the back end. Our D-line uh, speaks for itself. They're 6-7 deep, and they've been fantastic all season long. and obviously, has had a fantastic year inside. Um, Quinn Jefferson's had a really nice year playing interior tackle for us. Solomon Thomas has had a fantastic year. Had a great game. Uh, JFM is a stout, you know, solid player on the edge for us. Bryce Huff has made himself a lot of money this year. Ooh, yeah. uh, will McDonald has a bright future in the league. Um, so there's a lot of pieces in place. Most of those guys will be back. Uh, some of those guys might get opportunities to get paid somewhere else and and uh hopefully they do i want to see everybody get paid offensively we gotta you know we gotta re, uh, reload a couple uh, in a couple spots but uh i think we got some great pieces in place we have two outstanding game breaker players uh, to build around in, in garrett wilson and Brees hall uh, who've had nice seasons and and uh, i think the future is is very bright uh you know in uh, in new jersey for our guys and And uh, we'll finish out the season the right way and and, uh, be a long off season for sure. But um, I like uh, I like the men that we have uh, on the squad. I like the characters that we have. And we just got to add a couple pieces to it. And uh, and the goals will will still be the goals.
0: It's getting real loud, bro. It's getting real loud. Everything you just said, I agree with. You said amazing things. And this year, the way it was supposed to go got derailed literally four Mm -hmm. plays into the whole thing, but it's getting loud out of those jets fans, yeah. you know they they first year, first time long time going into the season, real hope, oh yeah, mm-hmm. real optimism, Super Bowl, you know, and it almost made it even worse because then all of a sudden they had hope and now it's gone completely, and then things like this past weekend happened it's getting which leads to this from con man
1: yeah Aaron uh real quick too, conspiracy update massive list coming out next year. You should be pumped about it, we all are, but uh. One big thing that's being talked about right now and you know it's happening everywhere it's not just New York and obviously it's amplified in New York but I mean they're talking about firing Bill Belichick who's the greatest head coach and GM of all time so no matter what when your team struggles those conversations are going to happen in the media but With everything that's happened with the Jets this year, um, for you personally and just in general for players who are injured and, you know, who are watching and can't actually, you know, help during the game, um, is it much more difficult when that is happening and also the guys that you, you know, have grown to love and have relationships with, Salah, Douglas, Hackett, When those guys are getting dragged, does it make it even harder, you know, just to be watching? And was that like an added motivation throughout the year that you wanted to get back? Was that something that also kind of attributed to the, hey, I want to get back to like prove these guys right in the mind of, you know, the people who are covering the team just because it has gotten so loud?
12: Yeah, of course. I think to to not say yes would be to uh, deny a natural human instinct to protect those that you love. And you care about. And I believe in Joe Douglas. I think he's put together uh, a lot of great drafts and, and uh, a great roster. We obviously had a number of difficult injuries this season. I believe in Robert Sala. I think he's a fantastic coach. I think he's about the right stuff. And what you know, what you emphasize, you're going to get. And I think he emphasizes the right things, being about the right stuff, how to be a professional. Um, I believe in Nate Hackett. You always have. I think the offense that he runs is quarterback-friendly. And, uh, you know, obviously it was geared around me and my abilities and what I do well and my ability to get to the line of scrimmage and get us in a good play and to survive bad plays. You know, I think that's a bigger role for a quarterback to do as anything is how do we survive a play that uh, maybe nobody's open or somebody gets beat right away or, or just doesn't look good pre-snap. And I think that's part of a quarterback's job. It's not just to make the splash plays, but to make, uh, uh, make the right play when things don't look great. Uh, so yeah, you know it's it comes with uh, playing uh, in New York and being a jet or a giant. You know it's it's a great media, that, uh, very passionate. Our fan base is incredibly passionate. You know, 13 years without going to playoffs is tough, and so naturally, this reaction from fans across the league, uh, albeit uh, sometimes uh, misguided. You know, I think I think uh, people want snap decisions. Uh, and I can't believe the Belichick stuff because I've played against Bill a number of times. I've had most of of respect for him. He's been the best coach in the league for a long time. Like you said, you got to say, Pat, which was so awesome at the uh, Army-Navy game, just reminding him who he is uh, out loud so everybody can hear that you're the best coach and GM of all time. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's a pretty fair assessment. So for people to call for his job or whoever else's job, like, I understand it. I, res- I respect people's opinions. They, you know, feel so strongly about it because they love their team so much and they want to be great. Um, you have to also understand that, uh, uh, you know, there's there's some things that great quarterback play can overcome. I think every great coach over the years has probably had a pretty damn good quarterback and pretty good play. I mean, obviously uh, Tom and Bill had incredible success and won six Super Bowls together, um, and it doesn't make Bill a worse coach that Tom's gone Um you know, but you but you need stability at the quarterback position to be successful in this league. And look around the league, the teams that are playing the best are, yeah. are having stellar quarterback play, and they also have a stellar offensive line play. And we've had a ton of injuries up front. You look at this, the five that started the season: Connor McGovern had season-ending injury, ABT and Achilles uh, season-ending injury, Lakin and, and Mackay have been kind of the only ones that have, that have held on. Joe's been guard, and and now at, at center for us, uh, Billy and Jake, you know, fighting their asses off on the right side. Um, but weren't expected to be starters starting the season out for us. So, um, you know, our best teams over the years, you look at the 2014 team I go back to many times, you know, we were really dynamic on offense. and had uh, Jordy and Randall who were playing at a super high level and a young rookie, DeMonte Adams. Uh, we had Eddie Lacy in the backfield, but we had five guys up front who were really freaking good. Bakhtiari, Sitton, Corey Lensley, TJ Lang, and Brian Balaga. And those guys played together. I mean, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of injuries. They played most of the games together. We didn't have a lot of turnover. That's a big part of this whole thing. And, you know, with our center going down, our right guard going down, Makai flipping sides, Dwayne going down, um, we've had a lot of moving pieces up front, and that's made it difficult for the quarterback um, throughout the year. And, you know, it's just kind of been one of those things. So you can blame whoever you want to blame, but I would wager to guess it's, it Things would look a little bit different, um, you know, with some consistency uh, in guys staying healthy up front, and and uh, and me playing quarterback, and I look forward to. Just showing that next
0: year. Hell yeah! I think everybody's excited. That's why they were so excited this year uh, about what it could have been. Although the offensive line was certainly a question going into training camp, it was. Mm-hmm. And Robert Sala talked about it. So hopefully that'll be something that gets fixed for next season. As the dreams and hopes of all Jets fans will come back as number eight is running on the field with the American flag.
8: Yeah.
12: What a moment that was! We'll always hold on to that Hell. night until next year starts. We're going to have more moments like that. That won't be the that won't be the lasting image. That you see of me in a jet in a jet jersey, those can be a lot more uh, amazing things to come. It's going to be a long off season for sure, and for Jets fans, it's going to be an extremely long off season. But uh, they've been the there before. Yeah. Bingo. The night is darkest before the dawn, and uh, we're going to rise again, and it's going to be exciting.
0: The night is darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You need to rain so you can enjoy the flowers. That's mm-hmm. right. These, these things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for a rainy day, cloudy day, you wouldn't appreciate a sunny day. Ever. No. This is just 13 years of a setup exactly. mm-hmm. for next year's happiness in mm-hmm. okay. flowers, in sun,
2: in the brightest dawn that there's ever been. We're all the way back. Yeah. AJ, go ahead, pal. Have you thought about what your offseason is going to look like with the team? I know this last off season, you took part in a lot of the OTAs and different things. You were out there slanging it around. Have you had any kind of talks with anybody about what it might look like this year?
12: Well, not really out of respect for the uh, finishing the season right. I think it's important to not uh, be talking about your off-season travel plans or your schedule. I think true, that's true. not really what Now it happens for sure. But oh, yeah. I think it's important oh, to finish no. out the season the <laughs> right <laughs> way, to be professional. You know, this is the last time this team will be together uh, in its entirety, and there's something special about that, regardless if you're playing for the playoffs or not, um, doing things, finishing out the right way, being a professional. It's a who-you-know league. Um, so doing things the right way goes a long way for you as a player to make sure you always have a job in this league. Same for coaches. So, oh, yeah. um, we got to do it, do things the right way, but I'm going to be, uh, you know, doing my usual, uh, working out in, uh, on the West coast. And then, uh, once we kind of get, get revved up around the draft, I'll be, uh, I'll be back here and, uh, trying to get this thing right. I think it's important, uh, you know, to, uh, to make sure I keep putting my stamp on, uh, on this offense and we'll have some new pieces. So I want to make them, uh, get on the same page, but I'll still have, you know, things to do, uh, in May and June that'll, that'll take me, uh, elsewhere, but I'll, I'll try and, uh, going back to the game.
0: Darkness, dolphin, dolphin uh, sex parties.
12: Ooh, Yeah. What is it? Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the latter, the former though. I, I've been there on that. I don't think I'm going to, go back in a dark cave anymore i think I've, I've had enough time for contemplation this entire
0: year you've retired from darkness wow congratulations welcome to the light, you welcome, did it. The light welcome to the light did holy you. hell you beat the game That's huge thank you so much
12: yeah thank you. You,
0: you went into the hole mm. and beat the game breaking i don't need to go back nope what are we doing i already done that yeah. how, how many days were you in there how, how long were you in there five days and four nights is that real right now or i thought it was three is it really five days you were in that thing
12: it was three entire days and then parts of two other days, but it was five oh, five in. days and four nights. Yeah, check, in, nights. check, check, in, check yeah. yeah, when are you the check in noon of the first day, it came out. The Do they slip a receipt? Morning in? of the fifth day,
0: the hotel racketing. You can't check in until four o'clock. Too a It's like, okay. okay. Just get the rooms done. Yeah,
1: Airbnb too. All
0: right, what I got I got three hours now because mm-hmm. my flight, the only flight in here was at this time. Oh, thanks. I just got to sit here. Okay, that's my fault, I guess. Darkness. That's my fault. I think there's some people
12: on the show who could use some some time, you know, in darkness. There's some some anger issues from the toxic <laughs> table that could probably get worked out through a little contemplation of darkness.
1: I like my anger issues. I want them. I'm
6: in the light right now. I'm seeing yeah, the is light. That
12: dog? You you got dog on your chest right now? With, with yep, with, oh, no, with Taylor Swift written below it. Wow.
6: Well, I don't understand.
12: Yeah, we <laughs> we don't you have no idea. This is how we start the show. Everybody this is how we start the oh, show. I mean. it's like two th- things on the shirt at the same time.
0: Okay, potentially. Boom. We Boom. didn't even think about Maybe it is a Pfizer shirt. I
1: had no idea. No, no, it, it is not. Uh, and it, it is not sponsored by or anything of that nature. It's just two goats lift up your
5: sleeve show us your bandage two
1: titans of industry i look tony i got my one jab okay you can just leave (laughs) it at that but just two titans of their own (laughs) kind of world you know
0: we're in the middle of like a very serious jets conversation earlier and like connor holds up the question he wants to ask you know perfect that's for right now send it over before we get there uh aaron there's a list coming out next year. Yeah. <laughs> they wait, wait, wait. came
5: updated.
0: came on. with breaking news You don't yeah. think he knows? He's on the internet a unique amount of time. True, mm-hmm.
2: true. Put it on the ticker. Yeah, you're right. Put it on. That is breaking news. <laughs> yeah. That is breaking Trying news. Trying to get his name off that list, probably. You? Whoa. Oh, geez. I, like I mean, 170, 170-some people. It's going to open some eyeballs, I bet.
12: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Speaking of interesting, this guy's turning 40 here. Or This guy over here. Pretty soon, you know that, right? At the Capitol again? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, him and Arthur.
12: January
0: sixth. Yeah, we know. Yep. We know his birthday. Yeah, yeah the we whole know. world knows his birthday. That's right? No, they—they they all know his birthday. He
12: might have been one of those undercover agents. We don't, he, he was. He didn't oh, miss the show that day. He did. Yeah,
1: and there were, a, yep. I mean, not just AJ. There are a lot of people in Atlanta saying Artie Smith also
12: undercover agent. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're putting Artie Smith in a lot of pictures, trying to get him canceled. So yeah, cool. Yeah. They're AI. They're,
12: Was there anybody with a great mustache there? I don't. I'm
0: confused. He does have a fantastic mustache. mustache. Have to compliment him on that. Boy, Falcons fans uh, do not seem to enjoy old Artie Smith, which goes back to the NFL, which oh, is mm-hmm. easy come, easy go. Leak. You have success, we love you. You don't. We hate you. Mm-hmm. Artie's on the ladder there, down there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially after that Carolina. Well, run. I'm a, I'm a fan. For whatever it's worth, I'm a fan. Me too, I think. Yeah, he's yeah.
1: a weapon.
0: He's stout too. I saw him down in at Atlanta in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And uh I said, much more he's strapping. Kinda, he's kind of jocked? Kind of jocked, yeah. I said, much more strapping <laughs> than you could have ever expected. Artie Smith, he goes, that was quite a backhanded company. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, is. well... I mean, he is. He's a lot. He's yeah. pretty yoked up. That's oh.
6: devil dog. Makes sense. Yeah, his
0: dad is a Marine. One of ten kids, is that
6: mm-hmm. what it was? Yep. Insane. Uh,
0: anyways, let's go back to your off season. There's a big question for Todd.
6: Yeah, Aaron, uh, a lot of rumors basically saying that, like, hey, the Jets are still going to go all in. They're going to sell out, do whatever they can to make sure that they can trade for Devontae Adams. Now, we also saw the alleged reports that as the Jets were courting you, you wrote down a list and basically said, hey, if you don't get these guys, I'm not coming. So figure it out. Uh, just curious, though, going into next year, like, what is your expectation in terms of your involvement with the roster construction when you talk about having to retool a little bit, whether that be through like the draft or free agency or like acquiring people via trade?
12: Well, I think it would be pretty similar to uh, various parts of my career where uh, I'm a pretty decent recruiter, so they have a certain person they want, um, making sure I'm in the loop uh, to have the right conversations with uh, with that free agent. Um, so I, I enjoy those conversations. I think, you know, we'll try and get uh, high-character people in here that uh, are about the right stuff, about what we're trying to be uh, be known for. And, you know, Joe and I got a great relationship. So, uh, you know, the lines of communication are always uh, always wide open. Uh, I was actually just talking to him before I came down here. Um, uh, we, you know, we talk weekly but uh, don't get a chance to sit down uh, all the time but um but we're always uh, you know always in communication and it's a it's a good line of communication between robert and joe and myself and and uh you know i'm always trying to help out with uh you know the chemistry and character stuff and and uh you know i just think that we need we need guys in here who are about the right stuff and i think joe's done a good job i mean the guys he's drafted the last couple of years are pretty pretty outstanding look at some of the big playmakers in their second and third years here. You know, look at the defensive side of the ball with, uh, you know, with Sauce and obviously Garrett on the offensive side of the ball and Jermaine Johnson's had such an incredible year for us uh, on defense. Uh, you know, we got to keep drafting well and and uh, bringing guys through about the right stuff. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, any trades or any of that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I'm always uh, always kind of in the loop.
0: I'm excited to hear your recruiting tactics, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, are you taking the bird somewhere, Lane and saying, let's go to the diner, let's do this entire thing? You know, because a lot of these college coaches you can learn from in the recruiting world, especially with the transfer portal. You know, there's ways to hook this thing up, let alone all the chains that are tossed around over there at the Jets. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sauce got one. Woody's got one. I mean, that could become, like, a a whole new thing. Welcome to the team. I'm excited to see what the team looks like next year. Remember Aaron on the ticker told Darius Butler earlier – We got a few years left.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, forty, forty-one. This ain't a
0: one-year thing. Mm Triple A's got me feeling right. I got abs now. We wrestled the other night, and I won. That was an enjoyable experience, as opposed to what it could be with Triple A. And your body's feeling better than ever, right? I mean, that is that (laughs) is basically what we said earlier.
12: Body feels good for sure. I mean, I think uh, you know people are always trying to bring up uh, science this and science that. (laughs) Diet is one of the is the most important thing. For dealing with a lot of things that are going on with your body, and if you're eating fake food, processed food, genetically modified organisms, uh, high inflammatory foods, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a hard time. What but are inflammatory foods? Faster? The ones that taste good? Is Deary. that what you're saying? There's a lot of different, a lot of different ones, mm-hmm. and I think it's important. I saw something that uh, Dana White was talking about the other day about uh, a doctor that he went to, and 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 Breakfast. blood test is important to Go. figure out. Right. So everybody has different types of blood and different sensitivities to certain foods, and just making sure you're eating stuff that kind of gels with your body uh, uh, constitution is important. So, um, the, a lot of stuff that I've done, you know, with AAA in the past year, and really since uh, 2015, just kind of trying to be a lot more intentional with my diet has been important. Now, some of these guys are absolute genetic freaks, and doesn't matter what they eat is. Guys that still enjoy McDonald's, which I don't know why, I can't understand why, but they can well, still ride and play chance. and not <laughs> put on a ton of weight. It tastes, it tastes really good.
0: Yeah, the apple pies mm-hmm. oh, McFlurry, October Oh, so didn't you
12: ever do that when you were growing up where you put the put a Big Mac on the you know, in the classroom and for the entire year, and watch that thing not age a bit.
0: Yes. Like, no, I didn't get. Absolutely. I didn't get accepted. If like, you did that,
12: it's, <laughs> it's like finding out finding out how sausage is made. If you if you do that, you, you stop eating that kind Don't of.
0: Don't tell thing. me about that about quarter pounder with well, cheese. That's Please, a different though. animal. Big Mac, obviously. Yeah. It's got Whatever.
12: chicken nuggets yeah. for me. I love those things. Just, yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't. Hello, I, hello. I wouldn't eat those. I those well, I've
0: never met somebody that's ever not like
1: chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Let's leave chicken nuggets in the barn, okay? We
12: can talk about everything else.
0: Well, I think that's what he's saying though. Everything in the mm-hmm. barn is in chicken nuggets. Oh no, I think is what. Oh, he's saying.
12: Well, you know what? I, I I don't know if it if, and I'm only speculating because I saw a couple of you guys, um, but during the year, you know, it's hard. Coaches, you know, spending. Crazy hours, game planning, and all that stuff, and a lot of them tend to put some weight on. Oh, he's talking about. I meat. feel like it might have happened a little bit during the football season with some of the members of the, <laughs> of the show. So maybe this off season, you know, as, as football is on the back burner, talk about, uh, you know, we get on you know, Weight Watchers or, or start to, you know, do some water. things to, to, Weight uh, Watch, you know, to kind of trim it up a little bit.
0: I'll tell you what, the DB, is tough. DB,
12: I'm not talking to you, DB. You look great. Hey, I appreciate, appreciate that, Aaron. Shots
0: oh, isn't that nice,
8: Darius? Yeah. That must be Peace. nice. Hey, geez, doesn't that
0: feels so good, that type of compliment? Yeah. Darius actually looked like a cross-country runner when the season started. That's right. He is back to yeah. looking properly jocked, which is great to see. Been hitting the hawk house. All right. All right. There you go. Been hitting the A lot night. of boys in great shape this year. A lot of boys. Last I'm not, year.
12: I'm, I'm not saying you got to be like AJ and only eat, like, eggs and chicken, which is bizarre. And luckily <laughs> he's got an amazing wife who, who takes care of him. But, uh. You know, there's one guy that comes in there pretty regularly as well who, you know, played at a certain weight and seems to be trimmed up and pretty jocked himself. And I'm talking about uh, the initials, AQ.
0: Yeah.
12: The Q, yeah, she's going to be
0: really pumped to hear that because mm-hmm. all we've yeah, done is just completely shame him.
1: Yeah,
12: it's the worst. He's for,
0: still alive? We, check, we got a wellness check on him? Hey, he's not just alive. He thrived. Over. Yeah, I saw him in a video.
5: Yeah. We got a highlight <laughs> tape for tomorrow? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we got uh-huh. a bunch and of them. the camp MVP. And it was the Green
0: Berets. It wasn't Navy SEALs. He set us up to get killed because I'm like, he's at this Navy SEAL thing. And then he posts a photo of... Green Beret camp. I'm like, you <laughs> make hell? me look like an asshole, AQ. You know what I mean? He I don't think he knew exactly where he was headed. Sure. He had a great time though. He did do well. Yeah, he was
12: crushed. I just want to I want to put a challenge out there to the boys who are coming out for Tahoe again this year. Like, you know, when you take that shirt off, I want to see you take it off with, with oh. a lot of pride. See, he doesn't know about Tahoe. Some oomph. Yeah, I don't know. When you, when you jump in that freezing cold lake. Who's? Like, I want to see you pretty jocked.
0: I don't think I was invited this year to Tahoe. It was a shame.
12: Uh, I don't, think the boys I don't believe that. I don't believe that.
0: Man, I didn't see the email. Did you guys get the email already?
12: I haven't seen one yet, so I think you're fine. Uh, okay. I, I think you're going to you're gonna be there for a while. Now, we got to start getting you to climb up the rankings a little bit. Yeah.
0: Going to <laughs> have to get a lot better at golf. <laughs> going to have to get a lot better at golf. Also going to have to get a lot better at walking. Mm-hmm. The shoes are going to have to be – You know, I've gone two years in a row here trying to, like – I want shoes to look good.
8: Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, I'm
0: wearing. We well, have
12: no excuses. Jim McMahon's out there on a little scooter, you know, and he's still playing.
0: Okay, he's mentally tougher than I am. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that. I I would not go out there if that was the case. But Jim McMahon's a dog.
3: Come on, don't, don't be don't be soft. We saw Butch. Yeah, Butch was still out there getting it. Mm-hmm. War veteran. I would be hero. bummed out if I missed. Him. That's what
6: he's saying though. Butch is sinking thirty-five foot putts on his John Deere. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: I'm missing six foot putts,
6: yes. yeah,
0: in front of everybody yeah. <laughs> on a regular basis. <laughs> it is a humiliating event. Who's very long, but the company is fantastic. Yeah, and it is a great. It's a nice little mental vacation. Whole body sore. You know, I got bruised toes, all of them. Ugh just about to get a chance going what a,
12: home. what a warrior you're a warrior thank you're you you're a warrior
0: <laughs> thank you people forget about that and i'm think i'm walking there and my whole body hurts and i'm like duffner's just been rolling around <laughs> these golf courses <laughs> for like 15 years john Daly yeah uh-huh. is smoking cigs what? drinking beers what? walking these courses it is not enough respect is given to that at all. Nope. Uh, speaking of respect, we're in a time of year that I think you have yeah. massive respect for. Tone has a question yeah, for you. Yeah, and
5: speaking of respect, Aaron, uh, let me remind you, be a friend, tell a friend, tell somebody something nice that might save their life today. And so far today, you've called me fat and you left me out of the three mogwai. Okay, oh! So Something to <laughs> think about there. Boy. Something to think about there. But uh, <laughs> we're less than a week away from Christmas. Any uh, Christmas movie recommendations or anything that we should be doing here in, in the last couple of days before the great day?
12: Well, I think we got to first decide is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? Yes, yes, I'll allow it. Okay. Christmas movie. I think the we also need to have a debate on what the best Home Alone is. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Two, two is very. You talk. Give I watched two.
0: two last the other night. Mm-hmm.
1: It was fantastic. Fire.
12: But the, is, is who your favorite because there's a cameo from Trump or some other? <laughs> that
1: is why Connor enjoys. Whoa, them. whoa, whoa! Yeah, that, don't put yeah. words <laughs> in my mouth. Don't put words in my mouth. I never said that. But
12: it helps. <laughs> <laughs> So he did. Listen, if you want if you want nostalgia, we used to watch uh, White Christmas on Christmas Eve, an old Bing Crosby, mm-hmm. Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye uh, movie from uh, right when television was was color. Uh, that has some nostalgic uh, feelings for me. And then It's a Wonderful Life we would watch on uh, on Christmas. Couple of great old uh, nostalgic movies. I think Elf is still probably the best. Okay christmas movie okay um and definitely one that uh, i like watching every year but uh yeah i'm you know it's christmas everybody has their own traditions you know i remember aj likes to eat chinese food on christmas i don't understand that oh it's nice. Santa a little you know it's
8: hmm.
12: strange but oh, uh,
5: like AJ.
12: Not that he's actually eating anything at the at the Chinese restaurant besides like chicken skewers. But um, what about Christmas vacation? You left that one out. What
0: about Grinch? You also left that one out. Jim Carrey right. obviously committed to the bit. He was actual asshole Grinch.
12: I like I like the old the old Grinch. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not cartoon. There. I can deal yeah. with that. Boris I like Carloff. the cartoon. But yeah, I like the cartoon.
0: Jim Carrey is the Grinch. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Santa Claus. Tim Allen. Scott Calvin. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Christmas.
12: Six is probably the best one.
0: Santa Claus Six. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, there's no reason to make a mock.
12: Yeah. Okay, there's no reason to make a mock. <laughs> what, about, what about Krampus? That's a pretty good Christmas movie.
6: Yeah, Sleigh Ride with Bill Gold. No,
12: I think I think the most underrated Christmas movie, though, <laughs> also has the most swear words in it in any movie, I believe, and that's Bad Santa.
0: Bad yeah. Santa's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is good. Fantastic. First one. I enjoy Great the – and also, if you make a banger during the holiday season, it's going to run forever.
12: Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So everybody I mean, gives a basically, shot. Basically, any movie – with little people in it is going to be in my top 25. Okay. So, okay, just because of the, the commitment to the Willow. Bit. Yeah, why? Is Willow? Willow. Oh, Willow's
3: legendary.
0: Okay.
12: Nice. Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Right. WWE WWE, Bandai Raw. Uh-huh. Harry the Potter. Ewoks. Okay. Harry Potter. Willow. All
0: right. Yeah. L- love that.
12: What We're about big- Wee Man?
0: Yeah, Wee crushed yeah. It. Elf as well. He's a Royal
6: Rumble. Elf. Yeah. Yep. Pete Danklich. Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Who's of boss?
0: That's That's more than 25 movies all of a sudden. Now you're in
6: trouble. Those
12: are all my top
0: 25. Okay, sweet. Hey, before we get out of here, can you list us your top 22 whites? Uh, Because we got an (laughs) all-white versus all-black game going on. Rashard Mendenhall threw this out into the social media sphere. And obviously, everybody that's ever been in the NFL or in a locker room before started dying laughing and then started saying, wait a minute, though, let's start Let's start piecing this together. Why? Because we have too much time and we're in a, <laughs> a locker yeah. room. And this is how actual friendships and relationships between black people and white people actually go. You know, people that have actual friends of the other race like can joke about it, where some people get incredibly upset about everything. Richard Mendenhall super racist. If this was the other way around, <laughs> he would be canceled. It's like, uh, we would all talk shit on them, though, all the sports people, mm-hmm. if it was the other way around. And that's just how the sports world is. That's how we go. Have you give this? Have you given this any thought or consideration? And I'd like to le- let you know, I made a big move for the Whites yesterday. Oh, yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. Huge move. <laughs> Huge move. Yep. I negotiated a deal publicly one side without speaking to anybody on the other side that we get... Samoa, Polynesia, the OUSAs. Yep. The OUSAs are on the white team, which is great news. And in return, the black team gets any Asian player right. yep. that is to play. So that but was the deal. That, kicker. That was the go. Hey, Young Way Koo is the kicker <laughs> for Atlanta. He's the second highest percentage in the history of the NFL, right behind Justin Tucker. He will be kicking for them, which is a big deal. Have you thought about this? Have you seen the reaction of it at all? It is awesome how the internet yeah, has responded.
12: I, 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 I didn't know about it until the second. So I think just off the top of my head, spitballing, we need to have a draft, and it's got to involve mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. Um, <laughs> so we should have a draft, right, because there's, you know, a couple people that we're not sure which team they'd be on. So True. we need to have a draft. We, we got Patrick
3: Trudeau. Mahomes there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And Mike McDaniels, our head coach, so. whoa, whoa. A conversation. Yep.
0: There's a full. There's a lot to well, be sorted. Depends
3: on if you That depends if
12: you're first pick or not. Okay. No. Good point. That's yeah. true. But we'll see. We, but hey. I, I mean, as we saw in the the racial draft with Chappelle, like it just matters where you're picking, right? Mm-hmm. Not who you pick. So <laughs> I think we should probably have some sort of draft. But you know, I think it's it. What is he really saying? He's really talking about like who is allowed to speak and not speak, right? And I think a lot of current players. You know, who are getting criticized hold on to that. Like, oh, well, that person never played, so I don't really give a shit about what they say, you know? And on the flip side, there's interesting comments about certain guys who, who do say things. Like, I saw what Cam Newton said, right? Cam took a lot of flack for what he said. And first of all, he has the right to talk about whatever he wants. Number one, as a human. But number two, he was MVP and a pretty damn good player. So, if anybody has the ability to talk about, again, they're talking about it with their opinion, like everybody should. But secondly, Cam, he can talk. He can say whatever he wants. Like he's been there, done that. He played in the league at a super high level. He won MVP. He went to the Super Bowl. Like Cam can say whatever he wants with the authority that he played at a high level, knew what he was doing, and also it's an opinion. Yeah. Everybody on TV who never played has plenty of opinions that don't get questioned the same as. And I, and I don't know what else Rashard said if that was the only he said or not but like well he said a lot he's,
0: yep. he's, he certainly he, he seems to not like the watts oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if he I don't think he likes the watts do you, uh, i could I understand there.
12: but but I, I think that it is interesting who we allow to speak who we allow to speak and who we allow not to speak and obviously um people have you know question my ability to speak on certain things because I don't have a official doctorate degree but um, oh yeah that's neither here nor there at this point um, but when it comes to cam I think uh, cam's opinion uh, for me at least uh, carries uh, a lot of weight because uh, I respect him for what he did in the league how he played and uh, um, that the stuff that he said I think for the most part was uh, interesting and uh, it's his opinion which is awesome but I don't think he was uh, he was too far off
0: Yeah, it's... Okay, so you just said a lot there at the end. Um, I don't know where to go with this right now because... I was going to say that doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with what he's saying. You're just saying, you're yeah, just saying I mean, that you he's allowed to say yeah. whatever the hell he's Cam Newton. He's a allo- he's he has earned it. But a lot of people are judging Cam Newton off of how he played in New England yes. in his last couple of years after he had that shoulder injury where he wasn't able to throw. I think there's a lot of humans that are like that's Cam Newton in their eyes as opposed to the defensive end that showed up in the NFL who was bigger, stronger, faster than everybody and took over an entire stadium whenever he was playing for the Panthers all the way to the Super Bowl. All the way to the Super Bowl. So it's like, uh, I think people forget about that in the world that we're in. Yeah,
12: and I I honestly didn't see a whole lot of what he said. First thing I just saw, he posted like a 10-minute video and I watched the video. One, I think Cam's a really interesting person and, and two, I've always had respect for him. I saw him as a rookie in 2014. We played him in Carolina and we won late. I hit Jordy for a touchdown catch and run um, a long play uh, 2012 sorry um, uh, or 2011 One was it first year oh ben, losing um, it um, CT, CT's kicking in <laughs> um, but uh, he threw 40 yards that day he was unbelievable and uh, again he accomplished a lot in the league I trust opinions like uh, Greg Olson and Greg and I are friends and I think he does a fantastic job on TV And uh, him and Kevin do an amazing job with that Fox 1 team but you know, when you talk to Greg about Cam, he has nothing but glowing things to say. Like he talks about his leadership, his ability, his instincts on the field. Um, and so, yeah, people remember, you know, for whatever reason right now, they're remembering him uh, in New England or whatever after his you know injuries and different things. But Cam but was an MVP player, and Cam has every right to speak on what he believes. He's doing like he's owning his media now. It looks like he's doing really well. Uh, I saw what he said, you know, people are going to, oh, you're bitter about this. You're bitter about that. From what I saw in the ten-minute video, Kim seems to be in a great spot and uh, seems to be enjoying life and happy. And uh, that doesn't always sit well with people either. If, if a former player is, you know, happy and just shooting from the hip and. and Speaking their mind ben so. roethlisberger
0: too so ben roethlisberger is doing similar things with his football and pod mm-hmm. in pittsburgh cam's doing his thing it's like and then there's people that get really upset about oh, there's all these podcasts, everybody thinks they have it it's like the more we hear from people that have done it the better mm-hmm. that is not saying though that you have had to have played to talk about this book no, but it's just know. the not angle in which They'll... you talk though like the, the, like for instance I was only a punter in the league. So when I'm talking about some things, I will defer. Like, you know, I do not have the answer for that. But there's some people who've never played, have never been in a locker room, have really no idea, and they speak as if they're an authority on things. And I think that's an easy way to potentially, with the lack of self-awareness, for everybody to be like, we hate this guy. Yeah. You know, so we're not saying you have to play.
12: We're just saying, no, like, the angle incredible, in which you come. There's some incredible reporters who spent their life studying the game, being Agreed. around the game, writing books. Whatever it might be, who who know the game, who have the clout to be able to speak on that. But it doesn't mean that their opinion and their clout should silence a guy like Cam or or Ben. I mean Ben won two Super Bowls. Like Ben's a Hall of Fame player. Like and in the end, Love why him. do we have to get so damn offended by what everybody says? Like it's their opinion. If you don't want to hear it, don't watch it. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. <sighs> but just to That's cancel that. people and quiet people and censor people because we don't agree with their opinions. Definitely doesn't create an environment of free speech and, and appreciation go. for everybody's opinion. So, um, kudos to Ben for speaking up. Big kudos for Cam. Uh, nothing but love uh, and respect for him. And kudos for Rashad. Hey, speak your mind. That's your truth. Cool, bro. Whatever. That's fine. I'm about sick it or like it. I'm but-
0: about sick of seeing these little white profile photos <laughs> <laughs> on these frat boys who played in high school telling me I was garbage. Okay. I'm oh, okay. I'm better than your goat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm better than your goat, whoever you are like. That was awesome. He just had it. He was so sick of opening that app. Yes. Seeing something. Mm-hmm. Let me let me find out about this motherfucker.
2: Who was he mad at? Who do you think he was pointing that to?
0: I think there was about 14 to 15 fuckboy whites.
6: Mm-hmm. We've all, we all know. Trolling. We all know.
0: We all met them before, seen them before. Who played high school football?
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Studs. Studs. Studs.
5: They were so good at Varsity. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we're talking letters. They were <laughs> yeah. studs. And... They probably just shit talkers as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let me go ahead and find this guy. Let me go ahead and bury him a little bit. And this guy just fed up. And like, Fuck, I fucking can't take it anymore. That's it. Seems to be one particular group of people that are saying the same shit. Let's go ahead and settle this radio. Right
12: well, in, in that case, I do agree with Rashad. As as, you know, as, many, as many of you know, the seasoned, long-term, awesome reporters who, who are great at their job and have researched and been around it forever, uh, there's, there's a lot of bums. And we've called out a few of them on this show over the years, but there's, uh, there's definitely quite a few bums uh, who uh, don't know what they're talking about and uh, don't, you know, ever say anything nice about anybody and just want to stir shit up. And that's their prerogative. That's their prerogative. Um, hey, and to be
0: clear… And- to be clear, everybody's, everybody's calling Rashard racist, which I could certainly see how you could read it that way. I think it's brought a lot of NFL guys mm-hmm. back together. Yeah, It's almost become like an alumni, a reunion. Locker That's what, locker. It's always been like yeah. a reunion. <laughs> Robert Mathis was quote-tweeting it last night. He's like, yeah, this is kind of a mid-range jumper, too, for conversations we could get into <laughs> oh, yeah. in his entire thing. It was a beautiful little depiction in there. And uh, Aaron, you powered right through the heart out. So the people didn't get to hear the end of your one answer that you were given that was phenomenal, but today was a good one. Uh, I, I, I didn't know what to apologize. expect. To I, didn't,
12: I didn't catch the, uh, the signals there. The, uh, nah, I didn't even get it.
0: I just started looking at the uh, at the clock and I was like, Pum.
12: I figured once you said fuck that we were off of the uh, <laughs> yeah the main network and back on the YouTube. So. Shout out to you. Because nobody, nobody got crazy that we'd ruin the streak. That obviously was fake anyway. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa! We're journalists. When you guys tried to, you guys tried to cancel me, and mm-hmm. I said fuck last week, and we actually we'd already been past that. We, there had been 13 straight days.
0: Yeah, we had a miscount we, in in the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah. Because in the New York, it
7: was well, a road game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was in
0: another. It was a hostile environment. Exactly. Right. We had never seen those people before. They were very nice, by the way. Yes, they were. Completely baffled that our show is our show,
6: though. For you know sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you that do, a like... Cool
12: little, that was a cool little setup.
0: It was, wasn't it? That was nice.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you sign a jersey for Greenie yet? Because remember, you just dogged... He, he's had that thing in the studio all year. Yeah. He's actually, like, <laughs> held it up and spoke for it yeah. and <laughs> prayed to it and everything. And you're like, we need to make that better.
12: That's kind of... We need to make it... Yeah, it's just... It's, it's naked, I feel like. It is naked like a snowman without any, you know, bingo buttons, any facial features or genitalia. You know, it's just mm-hmm. neat.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Carrot.
12: Yeah. Balls. couple of
0: them.
8: Mm-hmm.
12: Got a nose and a penis.
8: Boom. A couple
0: piece
2: of coal.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hey, look out for snow, dicking. I just saw it. What?
1: People are doing Kids it. Kids in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Right
2: done.
0: First snow, what First snow of the year. First snow of the year. They're drawing dicks on windshields in the snow. Yep, Look uh, out. That's not what I oh, thought. That's I meant. not
12: right. That's oh, not right. I thought you said Snowden. I thought we were going to get into a new conversation about Ed Snowden. Ooh,
0: I've learned about him. I asked a uh, a chief of staff about Snowden. Right. is that what the chief of staff are, the heads, right? Yeah, of each one. One came and spoke to us. I asked about Snowden. That was when I was like five, six years, seven years ago. Whenever Snowden really all mm-hmm. started,
12: I think I think weekend at Bernie should should pardon Snowden Assange.
8: Oh,
12: as, a, okay. as a start as a okay. start I get it <laughs> and, and Manning Manning oh, Snowden right. and uh, Assange right. and, and the guy that did the Silk Road too all right pardon them all Weekend of Bernie's if you're listening pardon all right. them all all right <laughs>
0: hey we appreciate he's responded you, to you in the past we yeah. appreciate. he certainly has he has certainly mentioned
12: and mm-hmm.
0: remembers what you've done you know, and your choices.
12: First of all, he doesn't remember anything. Man. All right. <laughs> he doesn't remember any of it, okay? Come on, man. He might have said something at some point. He doesn't remember that either. Nope. We'll
0: show We'll show the clip. We'll show the clip. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, <sighs> I'm happy we could go there on this glorious Tuesday. Mm-hmm.
12: First snowfall. I wish we brought this up when we were still on the network, but uh, but I do appreciate it. Excellent. And Let me just send a, yeah, we'll try. a warm... A warm Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all of our Jet fans. And listen, we love you. We want it as badly as you do. We care about it as badly as you do. We're as pissed, as pissed as you are. But we're asking you, I'm asking you, stick with us, to believe in us, to start manifesting positive things, not yeah. thinking about what could go wrong oh, yeah. in 2024, and just trust that today is, what is it, the 19th of December, 2023. That the 19th of December probably be the 18th or the 20th next year when I'm on this show. But it'll be a different conversation.
0: Hell yeah. Boom. Just trust it, baby. It's been a long 13 years. Mm-hmm. But the optimism you had going into this season, let's just bottle that, let's open that bottle, yeah. and let's start drinking it for next year.
12: Mm-hmm. We appreciate- Drinking it like it's Iron City, you know, just – yeah. pound them like it's iron city hell yeah
0: i see a lot maybe a little mango oh, in that there. Right. yeah hell yeah we appreciate you man you're the best enjoy the rest of your day
12: huga hey have a great day guys Hooga. merry christmas and uh say something nice to somebody you never know it's going to change your life tone love you buddy love the cowboy hat love your stick I love what you're about. Oh, I love that.
2: Love
0: shit. your
12: fake oh, ass no. shit. Oh, no. Love That's your fake shot. ass I'm shit. Gonna, I'm going to take
0: it. Shot. I'm, I'm going to
2: take it. it. All right. character tone. All right. All
0: right. Love you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Here, Rodgers.
8: Yeah,
0: but joining us now is a man who's up for the coach of the year in this season of the NFL. What has he been tasked with? Well... When you get to the place whose culture seemingly has completely fallen apart, your best player isn't going to want to play there. You're going to have a brand-new rookie quarterback. You're going to have to build literally from the ground up, brick by brick through this entire thing, with some distractions along the way. Where's he at now? Oh, I don't know. Might win the AFC South in Ooh. his first year. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Shane Steichen.
9: Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, Shane. What's up, fellas?
0: Hey, what's up, dude? You're doing great. I'll- How's the Thunderdome? It's great. You remember, uh, I think you made a shot, missed a couple, mm-hmm. made a couple other mm-hmm. ones right over here. This spot is safe for you whenever the offseason comes mm-hmm. around after the Super Bowl. Of course. Mm-hmm. For you to come back in anytime. We appreciate you joining us on this day. I guess my first question will be, the last time we saw you, you were a zero-win, zero-loss mm-hmm. head coach going into a season with a rookie quarterback in the Jonathan Taylor situation. Now... You're a guy that's up for coach of the year. Why do you think it has gone this way this year for your team? This is not normal. I don't know if you know that, but this is not a a normal thing to take place, especially with all the distractions that could have been taken as distractions earlier in the year. Why do you think you are where you are right now with your team?
9: I think it's a credit to the players, uh, the players and the coaches. I truly believe your best players uh, and your best coaches are your best people. And uh, I think when you got good people uh, in the building uh, that want to do things the right way and work hard, I think that goes a long way. You know, there's going to be ups and downs in a season. Shoot, we lost three in a row and we were three and five, right? And shoot, we had to climb out of a hole, but we had to do it together. And uh, everyone was on board. And uh, shoot, the secret to success, like we always talk about, it, is working hard. That's what it is, right? Everyone says work, you know, work smarter, not harder. I think you got to work smarter and harder. And uh, I think that's the secret to success. And that's what we got to get done.
2: Got it, AJ. How do you work smarter and harder? I know we we talk about that a lot, but what can you do, especially as the season progresses? I'm sure every single day you're trying to come up with new things to kind of stimulate guys.
9: Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think part of it is uh, doing the little extra things and the details. All that stuff matters. And, you know, with players especially, you know, it's a grind. As you know, being a former player um, is putting in that extra work. You know, November and December football is important. And when you got a chance uh, and playing meaningful, meaningful football in December, um, you got to do everything in your power to get your mind and your body right, and if that means you know watching an extra forty-five minutes of tape, uh, getting more treatment, more time in the weight room, whatever that is, get get that done because you never know. You watch that extra forty-five hour hour of film, you know you fi- might find that little nugget that's going to win you the football game, and uh, that's what we want to do here as uh, players and coaches.
0: Having players that buy into that is obviously a weapon, uh, but having coaches that adjust to their players is a big deal as well. Whenever we talked to you and Anthony Richardson was going to be the guy that you were going to have to build an offense around, you said, I'm going to make use of all the things that make him special. We saw him a lot of running. Mm-hmm. He was electrifying <laughs> early. Obviously, he has a shoulder injury. He's out for a year. Now, Gardner Minshew is the guy. He was with you in Philadelphia. Whenever we signed him to Indianapolis, we were all pretty excited, and we assumed it would work. So if you had to put a pause on the offense that you were building for Anthony Richardson to build a Gardner Minshew offense that you've been running this year, or are they similar? Or what have you had to do differently now that Gardner's the guy, as opposed to the young superstar that was electrifying Anthony Richardson in his first year?
9: Yeah, you adjust a little bit. Uh, obviously the terminology stays the same. Um, it's just adjusting uh, certain little things. Um, you know, the pass game is the pass game in my eyes. Um, But obviously there's things, you know, obviously the zone read stuff. We don't do a ton uh, with Gardner. Uh, But, you know, Gardner stepping in uh, to the role he stepped in uh, has been tremendous. I mean, just a great competitor. A guy, again, like I've talked about, just loves football, loves the process of it. And every time we step on that field, he gives us a chance to win. And uh, that's what you want uh, in your quarterback. Um, And he's been great for
0: us. The boys have rallied around him, even since like the day in training camp when I was there. uh, The way the offensive linemen, were talking about Anthony Richardson, they love him, obviously. And they're like, Gardner Minshew, like we love this guy as well. He said, fully focused on ball, fully committed to ball, acted like a starter, was willing to help out Anthony Richardson as well. Seems to be the perfect guy for the situation that you are in right now
9: yeah no was great i mean just to have a guy that's you know knows the system knows the terminology and then he's been tremendous with anthony you know in that role uh when he was in that role earlier in the season uh with anthony helping him along with you know all our coaches uh jim bob cooter as a coordinator cam turner our quarterback coach uh getting these guys prepared and ready to play uh like i said it's been great to have gardner here
0: yeah he's fun to watch too with his little shoulder shimmies and his little hips he'll throw a pick done but does not phase him nope he's going right back in there and throwing dots all over the place we love watching him it's not just through the sky though d Bud has a question for you yeah team.
3: speaking of some fun fun to watch especially as a former colt against those Steelers this past saturday i don't know how many straight runs there was i think 17 18 but what was the thought process behind that was that a mindset thing because i know as a defender absolutely demoralizing when an offense does that to you i know we were banged up in the, in the backfield but what was the mindset with you calling those plays
9: Yeah, I think the biggest thing there was, you know, we had the lead there, uh, you know, whatever it was, late in the third, early in the fourth. And, uh, shoot, let's run a little bit and see where this thing goes. And, obviously, you got to have success running it to keep calling runs. And, uh, you know, you're getting, you know, whatever it was, four yards a pop, keep calling them. Don't get bored calling the same plays over and over again, um, you know, if you're having success with them. And our guys up front did a heck of a job, all five of those guys in the backs that stepped in. Uh, Goody uh, and Trey Sermon were running hard. It was it was it was awesome to see all those guys.
0: Had no idea Sermon was on our team. That we had no. I am <laughs> sitting in there, and they say Trey mm-hmm. Sermon was. I'm like, that's Ohio State guy. We got. Mm-hmm. He's a good ball player. <laughs> he's a, he's a great ball player. And then this Goodson guy. I'm like, who the hell is? I, there was a couple guys I'd never heard of, and it's like this is the story of this Colts team this year. A lot of big injuries. A lot of big people out. And you've just kind of maintained and kept it moving. Got stars at the right place. Feels like the culture's all the way back. Can you feel that? Can you feel your culture kind of settling in with the locker room? Can you feel the culture in there?
9: Yeah, I mean, it, it, part of it is, too, winning, right? That helps it, right? I mean, you can build the culture and, shoot, here's the culture and this is how we want it to look like, but you got to go win. You know what I mean? And every that's the mindset every time we step on the field. Like, we're going to win a football game, right? And that we, we don't want to settle for anything less. And, shoot, we know it ain't going to be perfect every time we step out there. There's going to be good times. There are going to be bad times. But let's go off the mindset that we're going to win this game and shoot, I don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how it's going to look, but we're going to play together and do it together.
0: Well, it's worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun to watch, Coach. Loud house, Lucasville Stadium Mm -hmm. has been enjoying it. I've seen a couple of mic'd up moments of you, too. I like your moxie on the sideline. Mm-hmm. I like the way you handle the boy. I like mm-hmm. the speeches afterwards. Shane, you're special, man. A lot of – Indianapolis is falling in love with you. I hope you know that. Ty has a question for you.
6: Yeah, Coach, this might be something you look at, like, after the season's over, but is, is there one area of being a head coach that you can point to and say, like, oh, I'm so much better doing that now than I was at the start of the season or when I first got the job?
9: No, um- yeah, that's probably after the season thing. But, you know, it's really just the whole the whole picture, right? It's everything that goes with it. You know, obviously coming from a coordinator position to being a head coach, uh, just kind of, you know, overseeing a little bit of everything, right? Obviously, you, you know, you have 53 guys when you're a coordinator. You got, you know, whatever it is, 28, 30 guys uh, to worry about. And, you know, that's what it is. And it's having a, you know, looking over the whole picture. But, again, I'm very fortunate. The guys I got around me, the staff I have around me, uh, the players that we have, just good dudes that love football, and that's that's what you want, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We love watching it because over the last couple of years, Colts fans, boy, boring football. Yep. yep. Hey, you do not – call a boring game
8: by the at way
0: all. at all which I am very very grateful for. You're a fun 20 point there was a run there where you were the only oh. team in the NFL that had scored 20 points every single week and we're dealing with the same injuries that everybody else is dealing with. You're a weapon, you're a fucking weapon, Shane. Yeah. And speaking of that, go ahead Conman.
1: Yeah, coach, obviously right now looking around the NFL, there are certain teams that, you know, lost a lot of guys. The former team you had Philly, you know, there's a lot of conversation about how losing you and Gannon in the same offseason was a much is a much bigger deal deal now looking back on it with you know what's going on over there but is that something you ever think about with your staff now in Indianapolis kind of the fear of other coaches getting poached obviously you want them all to have great success and to you know move up the ladder but at the same time is that something you keep in the back of your mind like hey I might have to replace some of these guys just because they are so good and they're going to get more opportunities elsewhere
9: yeah, that, that's part of the business. Obviously, obviously, that's in the back of your mind, but I do. I, I want all my coaches on staff. When we have success, right, shoot, if they have a chance to move up the ranks, like, don't hold them back from doing that. Like, that, that's a big deal. Obviously, people have goals on uh, this profession, uh, you know, to move up the ranks. And if those opportunities, uh, you know, take them to new heights, I, I think that's awesome.
0: Hey, what do you think about Jim Ursay? Huh? I saw him He's dancing. The man. I saw him dancing. man. Dancing here. Little- oh, yeah.
9: Didn't it? Yeah, he was Good getting dance.
0: after it right next to you. You're like two feet away, and you take – I assume that was the first time you've seen Jim Ursay dance. I'm not 100% sure. You, yeah, he was getting it. Yeah, he getting after
9: mm-hmm. it. He was getting it.
0: Learning of Jim Ursay and learning about Jim Ursay, how has that been this year for you? What a one-of-one. Been- one-of-one. Nobody really ever will understand that.
9: Yeah, he he loves he loves the Colts as we all know, um, and he's all about winning, right? And 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 the resources uh, that he's provided since I got here have uh, been second to none, and uh, just a tremendous person, just generous as all get out, um, and just loves the Colts, loves you know loves the passion for this organization, loves the passion, uh, has the passion for this city. And uh, shoot, it's our job, you know, as an organization to, you know, go put on a show uh, every Sunday. We step out there.
0: Did you feel obligated? You guys are kind of dancing there. <laughs> but you know, you. you oh no,
9: I was rolling with them. I was rolling with <laughs> them pretty good. I'm like, shoot, he's got it. Let's go. Yeah, I thought you were going to make him jump in. And we had a little, you know, Jim. Hey,
0: that's Jane's arm right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. in the circulation. <laughs> yeah, he was. he's <laughs> yeah, squeezing, <laughs> he's squeezing <laughs> the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah, big big years, breaking him. Yeah, yeah he's squeezing the hell, especially with Jim. He's rolling. Yeah, Look at former him. Former. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Absolute dog. The boys having a good time. Love that in the locker room.
2: That's heck fun. yeah go on, aj coach uh, speaking of celebrations have you had the chance to hang out with gardner's father at all <laughs> and get one of his uh celebratory hugs where he smacks the hell out of your chest and gives you a few bruises but you know hey you're you are loved
9: i, ha- I have i haven't i got i gotta i gotta meet his dad i'm sure he'll be at the game on sunday so i'll have to holler at him uh after the game but i was there too when we were in philly uh that jets game he won too. that was awesome to see i was just sitting on the bus watching it uh, it was it was it was awesome to see that stuff. It's it's special.
0: Leather jacket too. Oh, I mean, man. absolute what? dog.
9: Absolutely. Oh, the blood. bomber. Yeah. The bomber. is Sick.
0: <laughs> Phenomenal. The Minshew story in the Minshew mania right now, in the Minshew mania in Jacksonville. You know, like yeah. it, it is. Uh, it's been almost everywhere he goes. Now where you were in Philadelphia, mm. big time play. Go ahead, Tone.
5: Yeah, Coach. I got a question, and now that you're not there, I want an honest. Uh, answer from you. Did you create the tush push or was it someone else on that staff? And do you need a quarterback that squats 600 pounds to do the tush push successfully?
9: Well, I'll say that they do a heck of a job of doing that. And it starts up front with Kelsey and Jalen and the guards. Uh, the way they get low uh, and create that push uh, is phenomenal. And obviously, they've been doing it at a high level for the last two years. Um, shoot, I know we've had some wrinkles off it. They do wrinkles off it still. Um, but it's 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 pretty it's pretty impressive to see every time they do it.
0: So who created it? Huh? That's a real. Shoot, we, were, we
9: were in there. I don't. Nick Nick came up like, hey, let's put a pusher there. And then the next week we're like, oh, let's do another pusher. And then we just and then it just took off, man. It took off.
0: They're trying to get them now. You saw that false start last night. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. It's. Uh interesting that's an interesting little wrinkle about did he move the ball i think is what john perry said we don't know if that's what their actual refs were talking about but if that's what he does every single time and pete carroll must have alerted the refs to it or whatever it's like they're trying to stop now they're Mm -hmm. trying to Mm -hmm. they're trying to get it from you know what i mean that's how they're trying to attack it coach
9: yeah, I mean, shoot, they're having these rules moving the ball. I know, shoot, uh, shoot. We played the Saints; they got called for it down there on the goal line against us when we play them at home. Moving the ball, uh, they're you know, it's a point of emphasis for them right now uh, in those situations. So,
0: how have you enjoyed all that stuff? Like being the head coach, now you got to be the one that is filing the ref reports right and dealing with all the fallout the day afterwards. Not that I remember any Colts games where we've potentially. I don't think we've gotten robbed by these. Oh, okay.
5: yeah, there was one clear one, the bronze, the game. bronze game. Oh, man.
0: yes. Okay. So now dealing with that as a head coach, how are you there? How do you deal with the officials and handle that entire – yep.
9: Yeah, no, I know they got a tough job to do. Shoot, and is it going to be perfect every time? No, not just like we're not going to be perfect every time as coaches and players. Um, but i got a lot of respect for what those guys do, um, and we go from there. <laughs> smart nice. No, sure.
0: right, wow. you're the man uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your Tuesday what do you got the rest of the day we're game planning right now
9: yep going to watch some third downs right now
0: how do we feel we feel pretty good coach we got a team it feels like we got a team coach you like the boys right
9: like the boys shoot it'll be a heck of a challenge got a lot of respect for Arthur and uh, what he's got down there in Atlanta got a lot of weapons on offense shoot, they got good defense um, so it'll be it'll be a tough task for us but we're excited for it
0: Michael Pittman got folded in half he's back is what I've heard is that right Feeling good. He's feeling good. He's a dog, dude. Yes, yeah. he is. He's an absolute. Av- yeah, he is, right? Uh, dog. All- yeah. Uh, you got a, a lot oh, of toughness
9: them. Now. You want to talk about the definition of toughness? It's
0: Michael Bidman. Folded. That guy got suspended the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, 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 he was on the other end of that. Was was the entire phone. year of suspension on the other end of it. Folded. Boom. He'll be back, yeah. though. That's great. Sunday. Team, love the, love the team that you're building. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Shane Steichen. Yeah. No. It. Oh, see you, Shane. Man, they got a tough team. We're just done yeah. doing
8: things.
2: Hey, how that. valuable is that? How valuable is that, though? Your stud receiver, as he said, is like one of the toughest dudes.
0: Yeah, he and he's always been like that, just like super quiet, not really talk awesome. that much. I think he has a great personality, though. Yeah. I think if we had to guess, he has sure. a great personality. Gotten
6: exponentially better since his first year at training camp. He caught that pass and then ran into the and said, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" To the microphone, <laughs> and ran
0: right like
3: very smooth yeah. way. But he doesn't refuse to give his number up. I'm not giving up eleven. I'm yeah, make which this hindsight, my though. shit. And now we look back at it, right the, decision. decision. Yeah. yeah I
0: was judging him. I'm like fucking. You, it's the quarterback. Why don't you catch some balls? We're talking about yeah. Carl Wentz here. Like, you catch some balls before you tell the quarterback no for the number. And then now it's like Michael Pittman says wherever the fuck he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo, yeah. Carson Colts <laughs> in the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. You know? it's, uh, I'm happy he didn't hold that against me forever. Because that was when he was very young. Because mm-hmm. he could have held that against me because I was like, Oh shut the fuck up! Yeah. What do we even? <laughs> it's know. the quarterback. You it's know. the quarterback. And instead, he's just shown up mm-hmm. bald. He's he's one of the most reliable fuck like oh, yeah. yes. fucking guys that we have uh-huh. ha- had in some time. Hey. I like him. He's he's owed money too. I
8: think. Yeah,
1: he was like fifth in the NFL in catches before he got hurt. I think mm-hmm. he might have got to a hundred with the five he had. But could you imagine if maybe Pittman was going to give it up and Wentz walked in and Pittman just gave him a. You're not the guy. I mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're not you're not my guy. You can just tell by the mocks. Yeah, this guy isn't going to stick around. I'm keeping a lot of it. And, I, and you know
0: what? If you read the books like that, it's you know, and Carson. He's on a team now, right? Rams. Yeah, Rams. Yeah. He's on the sideline
2: cackling. Hey, the NFC. I thought of him. Did you think of him with all the all these backups playing? I thought of Carson. I'm like, yeah, where is this? So he's on the Rams.
0: Yes, I, he was working out. Remember, he had a Commanders Every, helmet, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Eagle shorts. Coach Jersey, yeah. he was working out. He looked good.
7: He did. He
0: looked really good. He looked like the the good. I've always said this. If Carson Wentz can play good Carson Wentz football, top top seven in the league. Yeah, yeah. Top seven in the we league. Saw we'll it. see
3: him again.
1: We will see I think so. Sure. Yeah, Gruden. He was working with Gruden. Gruden gave him some tips. Of course. On football. Mm-hmm. So we'll see him again. Just tonight. on football. Yeah, we
0: will, for sure. He, his name was uh, floated for the Indiana
1: job. It was. Oh, well, yeah, for a second. He's, he's still – Hey, whoa. Hey, Jay. That didn't feel
6: real. What? People were saying it was real. Well, he refused it to It might yell. have been. We it, it, hate it, Purdue! So they wouldn't hire him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, Indiana football, don't look now, rolling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. There's a new momentum behind Indiana University Hoosier football. Well, Watch out. And it, it is Signetti. <laughs> that Signetti train has come to town, uh-huh. and it is rolling. <laughs> the, the people are rallying around them.
6: They yeah. are.
5: Well,
0: they got a collective. They're making money. They're raising huge. money to pay mm-hmm.
6: people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just at the right time, too, with USC and Oregon, Washington coming what? into the Big Ten. What? Yeah. UCLA. UCLA. Nebraska now.
0: Signetti's rolling right over to Washington now so. that that is a recruiting town for him. Mm-hmm. And saying, welcome to Indiana. This is my
6: town. Yeah, that's right. Because who do we hate? Purdue! And <laughs> and Ohio State and Michigan!
0: Thank you.
3: Love it. <laughs>
0: Not done yet. Look- <laughs> is that
3: real? I got to see the real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, very,
0: yeah. 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 It's very hey, nice. He owned honest. it. He's he taking that photo space. with a new iPhone. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's iPhone 15 Pro. Mm-hmm. You can see in the reflection. Mm-hmm. Look how nice the office is.
1: Gorgeous. That's at 4 a.m.,
2: too. Overlooks the stadium. Yeah. Thanks, right? Madison. Yeah. We're just looking through the coach's book here. Do lot they lot still have Camp Pavilion? John Mellencamp sponsored their indoor facility.
0: I don't know. If mm-hmm. they. he's still, I don't know.
5: Yeah. I think they took that away after we've lost the seats the flag.
2: Yeah.
5: Where? What'd you mm-hmm. say? A lot of seats in that place. He refused to stand.
2: Oh. Amen. He did. That
0: was in Ursa's suite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a scene that was. And he was eating. Brother, that. you got to do it in my yeah. suite. <laughs> <laughs> Brother,
5: come on. That was it. was last year. It was a good year for... All right, let's see how talk. quickly things can turn.
0: Hey, we we'll just talked to Shane Steichen, obviously. And, Connor, you brought up a good point in a question that you asked. Uh, you lose coordinators, you're a different team. Mm-hmm. You get good coordinators, you're a different team as well. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles last night, not only that game, but all season have been dealing with two new coordinators. Now they have a third coordinator that's been added, and Matt Patricia getting an opportunity to run the defense for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a big deal, AJ, isn't it? Like, who's calling the plays, how they're calling the plays, how they're seeing and thinking what the other team's going to be doing, that's a skill, that's a talent. And I think whenever we saw this Philadelphia Eagles team, especially with how much success they have, they're 10-4. I mean, they're still – that's a lot. Teams would die to have that record yeah. right oh, now. Yeah. A lot of teams would love to do it. But every once in a while, a situation will pop up where you're reminded like – Steichen was a great play. He is yeah. great play caller for Indianapolis. Gannon, we think, was a pretty good force over there, especially on the defensive side. If you see how their defense is now versus how it was last year, and they're on a second coordinator trying to replace him. It's like that, that's a big deal. This Philadelphia Eagles team has been dealing with all year, AJ.
2: Yeah, dude, especially a team like you said that's ten and four and they make the switch, head coach switches. Who's calling the defensive calls? So Sean Desai, that's his name, correct? The guy who got put mm-hmm. back yep. in the box? Yes, sir, Desai. And then Pat- Patricia is down on the field calling the plays, like in the helmet. He's, he's making all the defensive calls, even though we know they're both a part of its collaborative effort throughout the week especially. Yeah, it's, you can't just overhaul your whole defense, but you could, I guess, change the way, okay, we normally play quarters down here in the red zone. We're going to start blitzing them a little bit more, maybe some, maybe some zone blitzes, whatever it may be. But you can't really make wholesale changes. But for a team that is good is as good as they are, it's just kind of a unique situation to do this, especially late in the year. Going
0: into the season, especially with what the defense was last year, now you lose a couple pieces, mm-hmm. obviously, and Donald Katsu is there. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, Limbaugh Joseph. Limbaugh Josephs. Lim- CJGJ. CJGJ is now with the Detroit Lions. He's back this weekend. That'll be a big deal. Yeah, so they, did, they had different personnel, but they feel like they replaced some of it through the draft, obviously. Yeah, but like uh, going into the season, I don't think we expected Jalen to, you know, because Jalen, I don't think he was having as good of a year as he had last year. And no. It was like, did they get used to what the offense is? Now, once again, they are ten and four. Oof. So they've lost their last three. They were ten and one at one point. Mm-hmm. So it's like this team, very good football team, but maybe we didn't think about how the change could potentially affect them this year. Yeah, and
3: even when they were winning, you know, when they were rattling off however many wins in a row, people were still ugly. like, oh, yeah. you know, it's ugly. They're not winning. They're not playing. They're pulling some games out. But um, it's tough, man. And we talk about it a lot with the coordinators and. People moving on. Obviously, we got a great coach, Shane Steigen here. He's calling the plays. Mike McDaniel, Miami. Kyle Shanahan in San Fran. Andy Reid obviously has his hand in it. But when you lose that coordinator, that person, that whatever, however collaborative that effort is throughout the week, that's a big deal, especially for a young quarterback. And Jalen Hurts seems like an old guy, but still a young quarterback. You know, still don't have that many games under his belt. So having that voice you know, every day in practice, every day in the meeting room, and then going to a new guy, and then maybe a new guy after that, if he's good and gets hired somewhere else, that's tough. And we talked about it a few weeks ago on the show, about how many guys in the league, even Patrick Mahomes. You look at both quarterbacks who were in the Super Bowl last year, and you look at them this season with different offensive coordinators, that offense looks different, and not only just them, but the surrounding cast as well. So um, it's a big deal. I don't think people are giving us credits to.
0: Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles have basically been just run out of the conversation with <laughs> the NFC. Yep. This morning I was asked, now that the Eagles and Cowboys are dead in an email, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Who is another NFC team that we could potentially see challenging this San Francisco 49ers team? And all of us love the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. Everybody that watches football loves the San Francisco 49ers. They loved them last year going into the playoffs and obviously the Philadelphia Eagles beat them in the NFC Championship after a lot of things happened in that game. They've reloaded, retooled, and playing again how they were playing last year. Maybe even better with Purdy, even more confident and a better handle of the entire playbook. Don't look... Now, though, AJ, how about the Detroit Lions? They got the Vikings twice. Yep. yep. Okay, they got the Vikings twice and the Cowboys, so there's certainly going to be a little bit of a test there at the end of the season because playing the same defense, especially a very good defense like that one, two times in three weeks, you could, it might be a difficult challenge for Ben Johnson, but we think the Lions are going to do okay. Yeah. Going down the stretch here. Mm-hmm. 100%. We're indoors, too. So this offense loves to put points up when we're indoors, and then we'll probably have a home playoff game for the first time in my lifetime. So as long as we're scoring, I'm not worried about the defense one bit who did look better on Saturday night. Well, how about the brand-new Lions, though, AJ? How about the brand-new Lions being in the conversation for the NFC? Now, granted, we still have faith in the Eagles on this particular program. Oh yeah. Yes. We still have faith in the Cowboys on this particular program. Sometimes you just get your ass beat. Like, sometimes that just happens. You know, it's, uh, it's not a fun day at the job. Mm-mm. Can't have anybody laughing about it. You know, mm-hmm. that certainly uh, makes life worse. Like food takes worse. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sleep doesn't work as well. Right. Your dumps are a little bit wetter. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, not always a bad thing. Everything depends on what you're going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. Any- to be too No, 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 no.
1: Can't be liquid piss.
0: But that's what losses do. Like, losses are miserable. They are terrible. And sometimes they just happen. It's like three in a row for the Philadelphia Eagles. They got to get a hold of that, you know? Like, they certainly got to get a hold of that. Because once too much misery starts creeping in, and then it becomes just, like, understood that this is just how this goes, like, you can't get that back. So I am worried a little bit about the Eagles. But, like, the Cowboys... They just got their asses
8: beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes that mm-hmm. happens.
0: And I think that that's going to actually benefit them going forward. Do I think that's going to make them beat the Niners? No. <laughs> but I am not giving up on the Cowboys just as yet. Nah. It seems like everybody else kind of
3: is. And the thing about the losses, you know, they couldn't be good. But if you keep losing the same way and you're not changing, like obviously Ty has been going off about the defense in, in Green Bay. Like, if it's something or say, special teams, I remember that was the issue with, uh, I think, the Chargers a few years ago. Like, that one, that thing has to change. Like, if you lose one way, okay, three weeks later we lose a different way, okay, it was just their day, it wasn't our. But if you keep losing the same way, you don't change anything, that's where it gets big. And obviously, uh, the, uh, the Cowboys, are they going to be able to stop the run? Are they going to be able to play on the road? The Eagles, can they be more consistent and stop? You know, Jalen Hurts is leading the league in turnovers right now. He was on the completely opposite end of that spectrum. Defense can't stop anybody. Can you change those uh, those things going forward? And At least if you're going to lose, lose a different way.
0: AJ, did you hear what Bosa said about Jalen Hurts and the offense at the Eagles?
2: Yeah, I was going to eventually ask Aaron about that—the whole blueprint situation. Yeah, because that is a pretty wild mm-hmm. thing to hear. I like
0: nonchalant
2: too. You hear Bosa <laughs> saying and talking about it is what also was funny.
0: Yeah, because home field advantage on the line here. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. Bosa's like calling out to everybody, like,
2: "Hey!" <laughs> he, stares at the, he stares at the rush. You we know. did it. Hey, we
0: got <laughs> it. This is it. You're welcome. Since that. They're 0-3, obviously. Here's what Bosa had to say about figuring out the Eagles' defense.
4: Yeah, I mean, you see it on tape, though. Uh, and then, obviously, we put the blueprint out there. Hopefully, the Cowboys watch the tape. Um, we made Jalen stay in the pocket and escape outside instead of those big gaps and uh, paid off. Because uh, Jalen's looking at the rush every play. Um so, yeah, you just have to be disciplined and, and not give him that quick escape route where he could get to his guys quick and it paid off.
0: Who do the Eagles have left? Because that's who Bosa was talking to right there. Yeah. yeah B- Bosa was literally just talking to them like, hey, yep, we got it. We got the answer. Mm-hmm. Watch. This is, this is how this whole thing goes. Could you imagine Santa Clara being the home? Of the NFC? Certainly could be. Vastly different than having to go to Philadelphia.
5: Giants twice, they have. Um, And I saw, I think I saw the back page that Tommy DeVito got whacked, so I'm a little worried about that. I did see
0: the back page. Uh, Well, Tommy DeVito got whacked is what the back page said. Here's the Philadelphia Eagles, what they have left here. Giants twice and the Cardinals. Okay. Okay.
3: Okay.
0: Okay. Now, Tommy DeVito you know, he might have taken a little bit of a car ride It's that shotgun, and one of his friends was sitting behind him.
5: He's gonna bounce back.
1: Well, oh. well, big against the Eagles. What are the Eagles good?
0: How about it? How about that's what they said. How about how about good fella Devito smacked around his Giants, fleeting <laughs> yeah. hopes die.
1: Wow, in New Orleans, unreal.
0: Welcome to New York City. He knows that hook, line, and stinker up top there against the Dolphins. Woo. Zach Wilson, you get killed over there. You know, if you're the, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. any of the neither New York team's
1: quarterbacks. Murdered.
0: I wonder what the reaction. So, congrats to the Eagles. Seemingly going to be able to get back on track. Yeah, for sure. We think so. Yeah, definitely. And but Dayball, uh, what's that?
3: I said it could be 13-4 and four if they, you know, run the table. I and
0: Wink was. Martindale, you know, he's he's coached defense in the NFL before. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, he probably heard the bird call from Bosa before Bosa even said it. Wink's like, yeah, we get, yeah. We have been watching, okay? We have been watching what you were doing. So who knows if they're able to get that shit fixed, but we do know that the NFC race seems to go through the San Francisco 49ers or the Detroit football Lions. Hell yeah. And that is a wild thing to say with a straight face. Congrats to Detroit having that. Hey, just two years ago, the Lions were 0-10-1. And they got their – MCDC got his first victory oh, as a head coach. Oh, yeah, and line. he cried and everybody made yep. fun of him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was awesome. Not <laughs> us. We said we loved it, Yeah. Yes, yes. He said we loved how emotional he got. Mm-hmm. He said he was going to coach boys a little bit harder. It showed up, did in it? Fox. It? 100%. And that's why – that's the biggest difference of this Lions teams and past Lions teams. That's literally the brand-new Lions is it's all coaching. And it shows how important culture is, and it's just awesome to watch. Yeah, let's go, Lions. We're happy for Come them. Come on. And on the AFC side, what, everything goes for Baltimore?
1: Yeah. Yep. For sure. How about the
0: Dolphins just getting not can't do it.
1: Still got a chance. Definitely.
0: Uh, That's what I think.
6: Cowboys. Baltimore's got the Baltimore does have the Niners niners this week. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. we're gonna learn
6: a lot. I think it's prime time. Right? Is that in Baltimore? That's on Christmas Eve or. Christmas yeah, Christmas that's, night maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's He's Christmas 15, night. Christmas Eve is a
8: stinker. And a That'll be
10: a nice treat. <laughs> that will be a nice treat.
8: <laughs> That'll
10: be a
0: tasty treat. It will be. Get a nap out of the way. At yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, you can just watch movies.
5: No, no, that's the holiday classic. we got to watch that. Who's playing Christmas Eve? Wait, you guys are the kings of got to watch this game. Football's Christmas Eve is over.
1: Broncos Pats, yeah. That's why I'm saying oh, I I- I'll watch this one. I, I-, I don't think you guys have to.
5: Christmas Eve? Yeah.
1: Sunday Night Football.
0: i watch football Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah we'll Holiday
2: Classic. It. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. What's that? That's what they're calling the game.
0: The Holiday Classic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is us. Uh, the NFL just... Uh, going to the NBA and saying, sorry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Send a video. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Send a video. Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry about it. We keep saying the same thing. Send a video.
0: That's what the NFL just said to the NBA. Yeah.
1: That's cute though, right?
0: Christmas was on Sunday and the NFL said, oh, that's fun. This is ours now. Mm-hmm. And the NBA said, wait, we'll let the attorney handle that. And then the NFL said, no, it's just our day now. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Sorry, Christmas yep. is just our day now. Yep. That's what we do. Got the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Niners, let alone Baltimore, and Lamar Jackson at prime time. They stacked it.
2: You know yep. what I mean? The spreads. Those spreads, man. Well, the games. Originally were.
0: But going into the season, mm-hmm. you got Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, and the San Francisco 49ers and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. When they scheduled, they're like,
1: yep. We did it. We did it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Raiders are going to play Kansas City Chiefs a little closer than 10. Yeah.
8: yeah.
6: First I mean, team
7: that...
5: ever to score 63 and be a 10-point dog the next week.
1: And
0: first
8: Sad
1: team. Down. First team What's ever to it? get shut out and score 63 as well the next game. And that, is,
5: that game has much, much bigger meaning because that is the Christmas Day game where the Kelseys and the Swifts are supposed to meet.
0: Well, I heard through Entertainment Tonight. Mm-hmm. Sure. E.T. Was it E.T.? E.T. just learned about football.
5: Who's hosting? Yeah, you know, it was. Who's hosting Entertainment Tonight now? Oh, uh, Mario Lopez has to be oh, nice. He hosts That yeah.
0: He's on the hotel. Yep. He's on the hotel TV Heat every crush. hotel I go into. Mm-hmm. King of the Castle.
2: Yep. I don't know if he's aged. That's he, aged? No. At no, all? Not. Weak. not at all. <laughs> what is he's like 50. Okay. I think he's 50-something. He looks like he's 10. Phenomenal. Like, look at him. I met him at a WWE event. He had the
0: A.C. Slater bop still. Let's go. I don't right. doubt you know, it. Like right. the...
2: He boxes. Well, of course. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it does. I think Travis asked Taylor's dad. That's what this the internet was
1: oh, saying. Oh, for what? Oh, Whoa. That's
0: what the internet Man. was saying. For her
6: hand Whoa. in I was marriage. Right all along.
0: Now I would like to say that there's a chance they're all wrong. Yeah. All the reporters. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they've been wrong before about everything. What? And that could be something where you just start piecing something together, like, oh, is that his first time meeting her dad? Oh yeah, he might have he might did that whole thing, which is probably what it is. But I do appreciate the fact that we're all football world and Hollywood world. At the point where we're like, hey, we're happy for you. Real couple. It's true love. They really are. Yeah. You see those moments where they're hanging out afterwards? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. They're perfect for each other. True. Just like I've been saying all along.
2: Yeah. You have anything to say? You have anything to say? Huh? I've been with I, you from day one. I, you can't fake a relationship like that. Come on now.
0: I agree. There's a lot of people saying that, though. And I thought to myself, just from following along with Travis Kelsey's kind of life, mm-hmm. Ohio guy. Sure. You know, a lot of respect. Sure. And then from what I learned about Taylor Swift from my wife's fandom and the documentary, it's okay. like these two might actually, these two might
5: be well, perfect for each other. Definitely for awesome. real. See how bummed out he is when he's not with her, when he's on the bench. Super bummed out. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, he also heard is funny, but it wasn't funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, she,
5: when funny. she's there too, he's bummed out sometimes. What? Well, yeah, because he wants to be up in the booth with her. Yeah. yeah, she's up getting there, clamped. You know,
0: and also she uh, she sold out those stadiums all by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. She's looking around these stadiums, going, "How many of you out there? Geez." Can't even fill this place up. Mm. That's what she set up in New England.
1: Well, I mean, she, fills she said up-
0: Travis and your friends against the Bill Belichick and his friends can't fill up. So, Carolina. Stadium.
1: Well, she does more than fill up the stadium. Let's re- let's remember that entire football field's also seats. Oh yeah. So every stadium she goes to, it <laughs> and looks then little Bill out. Belichick yeah.
0: said she's tough, man. Yeah. She <laughs> said she stood out there three hours yeah. in the rain. In the rain, she's yeah. Sold that entire place out probably multiple times.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think. She did a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think, in New England.
0: I think this cannot get lost on the fact that some football fans have got got sick of Taylor Swift quick because they were tired of Mm. hearing about her during football games. It's like, if you watch and learn about her, fucking dog. Yes. (laughs) Absolute Mm. dog, business-wise and everything. Selling out stadiums around the world. She should be worth billions. Hey,
8: billions! billions.
5: Business genius, man. I, I... People were sick of it, and I don't think it was because of her. I think it was because people just didn't want to hear Chris Sims talk about it. Uh, Why
8: was
0: just, that? Necessary? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that talked about
6: it. Yeah, but no one, say? nobody
0: listens to those before. Yeah, that
6: knucklehead. Yeah, no
0: one to that. Him. Sims done great. I thought they got a whole new host up there. Who is it? Um, Maria Taylor. Congratulations. Yep. Good yeah. Luck. yeah. Woo. We were watching Football Night in America as Kornacki broke down a playoff mm-hmm. situation. And then Maria Taylor at halftime basically said, I'll be gone for the rest of the season because she will be giving birth to a beautiful baby boy, I do mm-hmm. believe. Congrats to her and her family. Uh, and now the new host is...
6: I do not want to get his name wrong, but I have seen him on TV before, and he is a bit of a dog. He is a oh, good yeah? watch. Yeah, I'm a big fan.
0: Okay, Football Night in America, great show. I think we all watch it. Oh, yeah. I think it's yeah. the only show that like literally everybody watches. As soon as that last game ends, it's like, all right. We're heading over here. Give us a rundown mm-hmm. of what we could have potentially missed. Please, let's go through some highlights. I like Garrett a lot. Me too. By the way, yeah. mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I think he does phenomenal.
2: I, I, mm-hmm. He'll get talking. I like Kornacki. Did you see? Sorry, but did you see Cornacki last time? He went through his whole scenarios, and he is that dude doesn't miss. He, he doesn't flub a word. He's boom, 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 boom. He's enlightening all of us, and then he throws it back to the desk, and they just said. Yeah, and they went right to their next thing. I was like, we need to like, cut can we get five seconds to at least clap for this guy <laughs> or tell me. Hey, Take that great hint. job. That was amazing. Like you just gave us so much information and how you presented it was very entertaining. Like he's great. Ph- Phenomenal.
0: And he was even projecting next week's games and the games ahead
2: of time. Mm-hmm. And then here's what
0: they're at 34% right now. At one point during the game, they were twenty-three percent to win this thing when they were down ten. Actually, it went down to seven percent to score on this particular thing, and they end up getting the win, and then next week. With the odd predictability here, that means this team now has a 22% chance. So, really, Kansas City might be
8: Mm -hmm. like
0: it is. He's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You're 100% right. We were actually thinking about running the clip. Like, we were trying the next day on Monday. But for some reason, whenever it got uploaded into our computer, no sound. So, we weren't able to run it. Mm -hmm. But I sent a message to the people I know at NBC. I'm like, hey, can we run Mm -hmm. the Kornacki shit? I don't know if there's anybody else that could fucking do what he does right there. He's
2: phenomenal at that. How, how does he – so does he have any sports background or he was just so good at the election board that they're like, hey, here we go, come into football? That is
6: precisely, I think, what happened.
2: He has to pay
0: attention, Jeez. though, all year. because he yeah, has to, you do. Like, he, he – you know, to get, like, the narratives and storylines of what the team – they've been up and down. Like, he was even given, like, kind of – like, it was wild. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, hey, this – political geek guy knows mm-hmm. a lot about balls. Yes, yeah, so. he does. Like, it was uh, pretty impressive. Now, is he right? I think,
6: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's all he, the time. He, Just based on what the numbers are telling him, yeah, he's right.
0: Even the one where he goes now the, for the bottom of the NFC, the NFC wildcard race, he actually draws a line mm-hmm. in between the, the R1 and the middle one and he goes, "What well, these two play each other on Thursday night. First mm-hmm. one of the boom, they might take the place. It was yeah, I like that Football Night in America show.
1: Great show. I am.
0: I think Maria Taylor did a good job just mm-hmm. getting dropped in there. Mike Tirico, one of the greatest hosts of all time.
3: Yeah. yeah. He's out. Just goes in for out Mike. How about Devin McCourty? Devin mm-hmm. McCourty's done a great See. job. Mm-hmm. Rodney.
0: Rodney Harris. A lot mm-hmm. of Patriots up there. Yeah, a lot of
1: Patriots up there. Florio.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love when they just send a Florio. Mm-hmm.
1: Jack Collinsworth. He had a good one recently. Jack Collinsworth,
0: good host. Shouldn't hate him just because his dad is Chris Collinsworth, and he no. got a job at the same place. People do, though. Oh, He's yeah, gonna dude, have to live with that. Internet huh? does, yeah. That's what his life is. Mm-hmm.
6: Matthew Barry, his you know, best bets yeah. of the night, little fantasy nuggets. He yep. gave a parlay this mm-hmm. past weekend. Mm-hmm.
0: Have any of these hit? I'm not talking about hit just his, but like
6: Greeny's undefeated.
0: I'm really happy that we are out of that game. Now, D butt's still in that Yeah, game. that's brutal. That is a terrible game. It's
2: not fun at all. Do you remember how much not pressure and stress that count. was?
0: That was fucking terrible, yeah. AJ. I'm happy that's it's not a lot tougher. Life. Yeah,
2: you think like I, I always when you're looking at it, I'm like yeah, this of course yeah, this <laughs> only like two or three things this will definitely mm-hmm. happen and then the complete it doesn't even come close to hitting or it comes one yard from hitting our su- which happened hey it was a kneel
0: oh yeah. my god Super Bowl we had two hundred and forty thousand people mm-hmm. betting yeah, huh? our bet alongside of us Patrick oh. Mahomes doesn't throw for two hundred and fifty yards they win the Super Bowl okay.
6: What? Mm -hmm. Hit everything else in the first quarter. And it was (laughs) just trending to hey, let's just fucking relax. Okay, we we won. won.
0: So much money for so many people. Yeah. And the coin toss hit. Yep, of course. We're gonna end the season with a bang. Yeah. Instead it was more of the same. Just yeah, fuck you. Mm -hmm. From the gambling gods. Yep. I'm so thankful we don't have to do that anymore. (sighs) Those those messages and tweets I would get the next day, mm-hmm.
1: not cool. So
0: mean. Cool. Hope you're happy. My baby can't fucking eat formula for the next two weeks because I put thirty dollars <laughs> on your bet last night. Do oh, you guys call it a must win? It's like, I don't think that's my fault, but also I, sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Mm-hmm. Hope you're happy. Christmas is canceled at our house because we were riding with you for seven goddamn weeks. <laughs> seven oh seven. You just went.
1: Right, I'm sorry. It was risk free, but.
0: 240,000 people. So many people. Biggest group bet in the history of sports gambling. Yep. Mm-hmm. And guess
1: what we did, boys? Let them down. Yeah. Well, Oops. Patrick Mahomes did.
8: Yeah. That's right.
1: Not us. That's a that was. We're on the right side. That's what people say, right? We're on the right side. Yeah, but when you're
0: publicly giving picks, it's not easy. No. D, but how, how are your bets doing this year?
1: Not good. Bet. Yeah. Okay. NBA, I thought was doing well. NBA's yeah.
0: Yeah, you get like one or two out of your five leg, right? Yeah.
3: yeah. NBA. Yeah. Nah, NBA is good. I'm just, I'm just not tapped in the NBA yet. Still, still. Football. Safety. Be where your feet are.
1: Smart. Smart.
0: Yeah, we're in the. Nuts. How are you gambling this year? Pretty good. Dominating. Really? You said pretty good like last week, and then now you're saying dominating. Do you have stats? It was a good
5: could... night last night.
0: Oh, really? So we're riding. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. What you hit on last night?
5: Last night was three and in the NBA, and then what was hmm. it? Four and one in college basketball. Is that good? And? No. Well, I gave out Old Dominion. Oh. But I did live bet because Bruce told us to on Western Kentucky. But that wasn't for the people. See, but it's not hard. Like, I don't care if the people win or not, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, technically, if
1: Tony wins, the people win. So, it does kind of make sense. Yeah, but, Tony, you should care about these
0: people that spend their time with Hammer.
5: You know? People that ride this season alongside you. So, thank you for listening and watching. We love you. But you know they're also a terpy bunch. <laughs> college
3: basketball good this year
5: so far. That, that was my first night doing college oh. basketball. Gumpy's been crushing college basketball. College basketball just an easy thing to gamble on. You just got to find the nuggets like Chicago State last night. A team like that, you know you the just, nuggets. You got you got to you got you got to get in the weeds of college basketball. You're not gonna make money betting games like Florida Michigan. Okay, like. Just find Sacramento State against Idaho at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Because
0: the books aren't paying attention
5: either. Not a sniff.
0: Okay. <laughs> so you can beat them. Yes. How do we feel about ESPN bet? How's it doing? I've seen there's some people that are pissed off still about the parlay thing. Mm-hmm. I assume that would have got changed.
8: Some
1: people. Well, they, they should put that out and they should scream it from the mountaintops because I think a lot of people are assuming the opposite. So that did not get changed. I've not followed. I've not followed. It's been pretty nice not having to pay attention
0: to any sports books, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's been really, really nice not have to do that. But how else is it? Hasn't crashed, right? No. Seen that? Think good for me. You guys have been winning on there. Yeah, good for me. Okay, congrats ESPN. That parlay thing, I assume, had to have been changed.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I, oh,
3: genuinely. God. Yeah.
0: That feels like a layup, doesn't
1: it?
3: Yeah, there's a hey, couple. Everybody
0: like on that. earth feels one way, uh-huh. so.
3: Oh, speak of layup. John Morant returns tonight, right?
0: Okay. Swing. Nice job. Hey, he's back, too, huh? We'll see.
2: Taking Uber. He's not going to be. How's the team doing? He's not.
0: I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard one single thing about Memphis.
2: I haven't they heard. They before. are, they are very so bad.
0: bad. What? Jaws back, so. So,
1: yeah, they need to win, like, they lose, 60.
0: They lose Dylan Brooks to Houston, who was knocking down game one and threes. Mm-hmm. Just got booted. Okay, and he had an R in his braids. Yeah. yeah. Looks super cool. That
1: was sweet. That was sweet. Super cool.
0: He also is standing, just staring at LeBron James. <laughs> he's a character. Yeah, he's no longer on the Memphis Grizzlies. Nope. Is any of the team that was on there last year with John Moran on that team? Oh yeah, Bain.
3: Bain's still there. Jaren, Jaren, Jack. Jaren, Jack. Yep. Jaren Jackson,
1: yep. Xavier Tillman. Uh, they got a Steven Adams is still there. Mm-hmm. And Brian, if I'm, if I'm remembering Rose. this
0: right, they just went out every night.
1: Yeah, that team. That they were the just news. living. That was the rumor, except yeah. for
5: Steven Adams. Yeah, because Steven Adams
1: did the whole entire team like with his Australian accent, saying, "Boys, we need to stop screwing around." And then everyone was like, okay. And then they went to the bar right after.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then that was when all the the photos of
1: everything came out.
3: Yes. The uh, basketball lava of life money. Is different.
0: They're on the road a lot.
3: Yeah. And they play at night. So it's not like us. We play at one o'clock or whatever. So we're in at 11. Like they fly into a city. No real curfew. Yeah. Got a shoot around or something the next afternoon or something. So, I mean, obviously you get after it, but. Be responsible. Send a be video. A pro. Be a pro. Jeff Send Teague. Video. I mean, be I, a
1: pro. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard anything Jeff Teague has said lately, but he is really been a so. gem about talking about playing in the NBA. Oh, yeah? Like well, I think they uh, the when he was in Atlanta, they, they started. He was the starter and then he got benched and they put in some other guy to start at point guard. And he basically said after that game, he was like, fuck, we got to go out every night because I got to enjoy this shit while we're still doing it because I don't <laughs> know how long I'm going to be here now. And then there's another video of uh, LeBron it was game four in the playoffs, and the Hawks were about to get swept by LeBron again. <laughs> this is like during the. 10-year run where he went to the finals every year, and there's just this video of of LeBron going up for a layup, and Jeff Teague just shoves him. And people were killing Jeff Teague because of it. And he told the story later on. He was basically just like, man, I've been swept by fucking LeBron James six years. Like, I was sick of it. So, yeah, I shoved him. And <laughs> after that, he was like, that was the first time I ever had to delete my Instagram because everyone was saying, if you touch
2: LeBron again, <laughs> I'll fucking kill you.
1: He's like, that's when I got I had to get off social media.
0: He, so, Jeff Jeff Teague is a good listen. He yeah. is oh,
1: incredible. Him oh, Gil- I'm excited. Yeah, him and Gilbert Arenas have been swinging mm-hmm. a hot bat in their basketball stories. That's awesome. I can't wait to watch.
0: Also, Kevin.
1: KG. Oh, yeah. Kevin KG. Garnett. KG. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. He's the fucking best.
0: Anytime a Kevin Garnett video reaches my algorithm, mm-hmm. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm sticking around. Him and Paul Pierce have a great relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I love I,
2: it. I, That's my favorite thing. Well, I love those two together. Honestly, they're yes. the best. If anybody, <laughs> anybody
3: awesome. here watch KG play live, when, like in his prime, no. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. One of the the most intense competitor. Like, because obviously basketball, you can hear everything they are saying. So you're sitting close to them. He's coming out. He's walking. He's talking to like the fucking thing that holds. He's like head on spit and talking shit. Like he's, when even when he's on the bench talking shit yeah. the whole time to the coach. The Hell no! Nah. Right crowd. out of high school, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Big the do, the documentary
1: that he talks about how like Pat Riley comes to watch him play and he's like not watching and looking at his phone and he like dunked the ball and screamed at Pat Riley while he was just sitting there and then Pat Riley was like, "Oh shit, okay." I'll watch this kid now because clearly he's a guy. Guy's got a little moxie to him. Yep.
0: All right. Well, shout out to the NBA. You know, with some big news yesterday. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Taking over the internet. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. You went for 32, 8, and 5 last night?
5: Yeah. What you talking about? Banner night? Lakers? What happened? Lakers lost on Banner night. Banner night was banner.
0: last night? Yeah, it's not East what we're talking about. you see the tournament banner? They got in it.
3: Yes. A lot of oh, Lakers okay. fans pissed off about it. Well, a lot of fans in general should have heard me. Yeah,
0: it's been a big conversation. I have saw uh, on the internet people getting real pissed off about an in-season banner. And as somebody that walks into Lucas Oil Stadium every <laughs> single week and sees an AFC finalist banner that's hanging on the far left. I can understand why some people might be a little bit disappointed about something that isn't a real championship being hung from the rafters, but this is the first one ever. Who knows what this could become? Mm -hmm. You know, LeBron wants this to be remembered as a big deal, would like it to last, just like I would like the pro football focus to last. They named me the partner of the decade. (laughs) We would like that place to continue to have great success And people, because if it dies, it dies. The in-season tournament, they want it to be a big deal. Mm
8: -hmm.
0: They want it to be a big deal. The Lakers want it to be a big deal bigger than anybody now. Especially because they want it. <laughs> they would like this thing to last. Adam Silver does as well. I don't love hanging banners just for anything, but I can see why they like For
5: the NCAA, for the NBA cup you
3: hang it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's one banner Maybe though. in a different not like near the you know the yeah. real championship. Oh, put it in the yeah, in the ox like put in your ox gym. The, oh, maybe the lobby. Gym.
7: Maybe in the
1: lobby. Have
0: it hang in the yeah. lobby.
7: Yeah. They said they made it different colors from the other one. It's
1: different colors, and it's just one. So if yeah. they win again, they just put the year on it. Yeah. They don't hang another banner. <clears throat> so it's more so like if, they, if the Colts had a banner that was like AFC finalists, and then it was every year they were in the AFC championship, like I even think that one would be a little more okay. Yeah, it would. That's sick. It's a sweet-looking banner. We it really about? Look they, at the NBA Cup. The NBA
0: man. Cup, dude. Bro, they should hang that fucker in the lobby, though. So when you walk in, that's yeah. the first thing you see. Let
5: people touch it.
0: No, no, up in the sky, okay. just like it would hang the banner, mm-hmm. but in the lobby, away
5: from. They should hang it from the j- jumbotron, so it's like ten feet off the floor. <laughs> so they jump up and touch it <laughs> yeah. every time you yeah. run through. Yep.
0: <laughs> you guys are making a mockery out of this NBA Cup.
1: No, oh, no, no, not me.
3: Not me big hey, I big love win, big win for the uh, for the league. I saw Perk when he was on the show talking about how you know, how big it was that LeBron. The take Pacers the are going through a
5: little bit of a uh, yeah. NBA Cup. Loser hangover. hangover. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, they say
0: it's hard once you go to the NBA Cup finals. <laughs>
5: exactly.
0: And you lose. It's hard mentally to get over it. Exactly. That. So the Pacers yeah. are going through it this year. There'll be another next year. That put everything to be. they had
5: into
0: mm-hmm. it. Tyrese Halliburton couldn't miss a shot on those yeah. fucked up courts. That's yeah. the NBA cup. These, cup. these courts that they're playing on now, too boring. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton needs a little bit more excitement <laughs> yeah. on the court. City
2: addition You know what I mean, AJ? <laughs> Definitely. I went to the Cavs-Hawks <laughs> game uh, this weekend, actually.
0: Great time, right? Games are a good time,
2: bro. I, t- I Trey Young got to watch Trey Young play in person. My, you know, my daughter loves basketball. Our friends had some tickets, asked us to go. Every time, like I sat there in, I'm probably annoying for anyone sitting around me. Like every single shot, oh, I'm like, wow! Like every shot, I'm like, jeez, oh my! Like I was, they just hit shots that you take when you're a kid and you're trying to like mess around, and hit these crazy fadeaways. Like I'm just, I tell you all the time, I'm just blown away at the shots that these guys hit over and over and over again. And Trey Young. Obviously, he's around all these giants and just manipulating his way around the place. Boom. He had 30-something, I believe, but they got beat. But, man, those guys are good.
0: How about the the banging underneath? You know, the, the, if you get a chance to sit close, the big bodies, like seven foot, banging on seven foot. It's yeah. like they're not running at full speed like football is, but there's some contact down there. Oh, and then yeah. the fouls that are just, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. When I just saw two guys basically fighting each other here, and then I don't understand it. But <laughs> basketball is a good time. Coming to Indiana for the All Star game.
1: Yeah, pumped for that.
0: And then Stadium Series NHL is the same weekend, I think,
1: right? Mm-hmm. In uh, Jersey. Yeah.
0: Let's go. Football. Three weeks left.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I don't want to. I'm excited for that stuff. For What's sure. that? For the for the you know NBA. Player. Yeah, we got to start teasing that though. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, we got to start letting that enter our minds. Because there's not a lot of football left, boys. No, no not. I've
6: been watching.
0: Do you hear Chip great. Kelly? Yeah. He said our season's over. boys are already yeah. home. Yeah. That's college ball. boys are already home. That's mm-hmm. it. Jacksonville State. First year in the FBS. Huge win. Win a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Ripper. What
1: a kick. Unbelievable. Shout out to the Ripper. Shout out to his pre-kick routine, too. Love it. That's right. Yeah.
0: Their season's over, though. Mm-hmm. It is. NFL, three weeks left.
2: <sighs> Jeez. You knew that Chip they won the uh, the Gronk Bowl, didn't you? Certainly.
0: You're
2: kidding me? <laughs> Who didn't watch?
0: I saw a lot of clips from that game. That were weren't. You
2: game, Coach. Were you, I, thought, I thought you were about to say, "What were, so were we game on, Coach?" This you got a big bowl game coming up. I thought you might ask that.
0: I didn't know. I you know, I
2: had I, no. I assumed he was promoting the bowl game. I honestly, I watch
0: <laughs> a lot of these. Yeah, there's a chance. There's a lot of bowl games on, and I've watched. I would like to say I watched eighty percent of them at this point which I feel like is pretty good with Mm -hmm. all the bowls. I've at least seen a couple plays that have happened. It's hard to keep up with the bowls. Mm -hmm. Like the L.A. Bowl has become the Rob Gronkowski sang the National Anthem Bowl. Yeah, Yeah. sure. You know, and then like last night's bowl, the toastery bowl, Mm -hmm. becomes the Western Kentucky with a quarterback in the transfer portal somehow did something absurd bowl. Mm -hmm. And then like when West Virginia beats the shit out of North Carolina in the Mayo Bowl, that's going to be like good sandwich West Virginia Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are That's what bowl season is,
5: moments. So I do forget. There's a moment. I don't know if you've heard about it yet. There's a uh, new bowl this year. It's the Pop Tart Bowl. Oh, I love. Pop-Tart. And the uh, coach oh, yeah. of the winning exactly. team gets to eat the live mascot.
1: Yeah, uh, the the mascot is walking around as a real life size Pop Tart. So that'll be a moment. So what happens? Hold on now. So winning team gets to eat real Pop Tart mascot. I don't know if it's a Pop Tart. I don't like, think I'd want college. that because
0: I the thing you do with Pop Tarts is you you. Pop those things in half, yep. Big and up. then you eat from the middle. Mm-hmm. Oh. You're not
5: gonna
3: be able to do that. See, and I don't I know. I, do.
5: I don't know if it's a pop tart with arms and legs, and it has. I don't like, like the a crust. Soul, and it's no, hurt the pop tart
3: part. What's your What's your flavor? go to? So,
0: I would do like, um, I would do the uh, like the gra- graham cracker. Oh, yeah. uh, s'mores. Brown sugar s'more. Cinnamon. S'more. I'll do the s'more. I'll do the cinnamon one as well. Mm. There was this berry mix. Oh, uh, wild had. berry? Yeah. Did it have,
5: have a purple frosting-ish? Yeah, they had a purple little. Lake, lake, lake. I'm I'm big purple Pop-Tart. with the blue squiggles on it. See, I like the chocolate fudge one, too. That was always delicious. Uh, too uh,
0: much chocolate there, but I understand yeah. where you're coming from. I like strawberry. Cookies and cream was a there. Strawberry. Strawberry. strawberry all
2: day. That's old school. Yep. Strawberry. That's the
0: OG. I, You know, I will eat it, but normally, it feels like that one, because of how light the Pop-Tart is, it crumbles more. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, sure. one, mm-hmm. that one seems to crumble
2: more. Did you toast it?
0: I, I know there are people that do. I I, I do not take the time. No, I do
3: not. Never. You, quick little one on a toaster, lightly toast. Yeah, every time. You put I mean, if fridge? you got to run and just grab something to eat out the door, I don't mind that. But what was that?
0: It was Pop Tarts brought to you by Kellogg's? Yes. So Kellogg's bowls weren't going to have the bands play, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because I was playing in the Cheez It Bowl, which is also Kellogg's.
6: Yeah, the Citrus Cheez It Bowl,
0: and they were going to have.
6: Gavin DeGraw.
0: <sighs> play at halftime. Ooh, Instead yeah. of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, no, I don't think. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Hard, hardly. He's got some
6: hits. Gavin DeGraw. Hits, yeah, no thanks. Fucking guy had one hit 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years ago. What was the hit again? What was it? Fucking, it. I don't want to be
10: anything other than
6: what I've been trying to be lately. That's all he's ever fucking came up with. Hey, that is uh, a banger, though. It is, sure. But... You have that picture, son? I want to see the fucking Iowa Hawkeye marching band, and I also want to see Tennessee playing fucking Rocky Top at halftime. And so does everyone else. No one is going to that game saying, you know, I'd like to see what that has been, Gavin DeGroz. Whoa,
0: that guy's going to bang her.
6: Come on. He does. So does Wham. Bring me them. Uh, Wake me up before you go go. (laughs) I'll get excited about that. George Michael's dead. Yeah, I know he is. So, oh, can't do that. Looks like we got to have the bands play. Iowa Hawkeye's band. We're on a Metallica Instagram post. Exactly. sick. And how do we reward them? Yeah, you guys can fucking play for four minutes before the game starts. And then... Didn't they change it, though? They change it, right? I have not seen that they have. I I they know got fired? on Facebook and stuff like that, Like they were just getting killed by both Tennessee and Iowa fans.
2: Facebook a thing?
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Kidding me?
0: Hawkeyes fans, I assume, love Facebook. Mm-hmm.
2: But they're not getting any new. A lot of hayseeds. Yeah. And they're not getting any younger. Well, I didn't subscribe. I did. No, I did. That was Ty from Iowa. Yeah, mile I did. One. Yeah, that was Ty from mm-hmm. Iowa. So is when's Gavin playing then? That's all I care about, Ty.
6: Halftime. Yeah, I bet you do, you <laughs> son of a bitch. He's,
0: <laughs> I, he's still playing at halftime? I think they made a change.
6: He better be. He better we still be. I could have sworn that.
0: I thought the part, Pop-Tart Bowl was having similar issues because every Kellogg's Bowl was like, yeah, we're going to get superstars in here singing halftime. Mm-hmm. Guys have bangers. Girls have bangers. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't even think about the bands playing because I think it's the first time maybe – dabbling in Haw- hawkeyes fans protest that was on december 8th mm-hmm. many university kevin carlson said noting the pop tarts bowl and the frisco bowl are also curbing band participation has there been an update though i think there was an update i mm-hmm. think in the last couple of days i don't know because i wanted you to take you know ty was not happy about this i'd be pissed too. Ty-, ty sent me this information because we saw the iowa hawkeye band up close and personal in indianapolis <laughs> the leader of the band cool yeah great mustache mm-hmm and then they, I was like, okay, here we go—an <laughs> electric guitar and a band. I didn't know that was the case. There it is. Hawkeye marching Hawkeye. band will perform during the Citrus Bowl halftime show. The Iowa Hawkeye marching band will officially play at halftime during Hawkeye's bowl game. The announcement was posted on the University of Iowa Hawkeye marching band's Facebook page <laughs> on Sunday, as we were speaking about. Previously, the Hawkeye band was only scheduled to play before the game for seven minutes without a performance during halftime. Now, the Hawkeye band in the pride. Mm. Of the Southland band will perform after Gavin Degraw's
6: halftime performance. Gavin still playing. Good luck following that up. What? Uh, they'll be just fine. I wonder what he's going to play. Oh no, I don't, because he's had one good fucking song, and no one's ever heard of any other songs he's done. It's still bullshit. They're, so what? They're each going to get three minutes. You can't do the whole fucking come on the the field spell out. Dun, dun, can't dun, dun, do it. Dun, dun. Can't do it. Well, so they'll just play the fight song then. They won't be able to play any Metallica or anything like that. Yeah. It's a fucking shame. Oh, these kids don't work hard all year. Band kids don't, you know. If Gavin they don't care McGraw about them. wasn't performing,
7: would they even show the bands at halftime?
6: Yeah. Show
2: any
7: of it. On TV,
2: it won't be on. Oh, you're talking about on TV? Yeah, on TV. So, like, us being able to watch it. Oh, there. no, I was never
6: going to no. be able to see well,
2: it. Yeah,
0: we're not. We never watch. Yeah, we'll never be able to see it. Yeah.
6: Ever. Ever. But Let's for just people down it. there and for the kids in the band? Yeah. How about the parents of the band? Boom. That's what I'm yeah. pissed about. Yeah, but now probably we seniors. actually,
7: Mike, because they're probably sh- going to show Gavin. On TV. Certainly going show Gavin. Not Gavin. Show yeah. Gavin. I to yeah. what I,
0: I been, been lately. Or if
5: he's singing like Best I Ever Had.
0: Let me hear that. Yeah.
1: Go
2: on, Tone. The
5: Drake it song. 1.8 million, I heard. Go on, Drake Tone. Drake I, I, I think so. Wow. What, what is it? I thought he
2: did on, that Tom, picture here. Here. See,
5: I thought it was rich Pictures
6: really, Yeah, so many. Pictures so many hits.
1: Young upon. Is that
10: him or no? I don't
6: fucking know. I'm not a diehard Gavin DeGroff. Sounds like you're all It feels like you are. And, and now, man, I got, now I got a grudge till the end of time against this <laughs> son of a bitch, unfortunately.
0: I bet you Gavin's a good guy. I'm sure he is. Gavin's probably so excited. Get to play in front of how Hawkeyes fans. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. wait. Hey, love. I don't hope he's not
6: wearing that goofy little fucking top hat and leather wristband like Yo, he always does either.
2: It's not
8: goofy. <laughs> it's
2: wristband. sure is goofy.
1: God,
5: God looks like an asshole.
8: No, bro. he does not. 22 leather or 48. Is like no, he does not. He
4: has
0: a banger, bro. He's talented. It's a cool hat. It's unbelievable. I understand why you're upset, though, because I saw that Iowa Hawkeye motion. He just put out it. a Christmas album. It's great. He's going to play a couple of those. Yeah. When's the game? When's the game? Just so I can make sure I see this. Year's Day.
2: He's playing
1: 12
0: songs. We will not see oh, it. We what? will not
1: see it, unfortunately. New Year's Day, geez. Geez, a bowl taking a hit. Getting, New Year's Day? It's getting eliminated. Is that a New Year's Six now? Citrus Bowl. Citrus Bowl, yeah. Hmm. All right. Good luck, Gavin.
0: Yeah.
1: And to both fans that are
0: now playing.
6: For two and For a half minutes. minutes.
0: Let's get the hell out of here, shall we? It's been a good day.
6: Great day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christmas Beautiful is less than a week away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's wild.
0: Right at the North
2: Pole. That screen is sweet, honestly. It is. It is, it is pretty it's on cool. a screen It's a. Uh, My bad. That window. That yep, huge window. Boom. Is. Mm. is that close to Antarctica, con man? Uh, wow, well, that's I think Aaron no, was trying to opposite. get to. It's the opposite
5: side.
0: Yeah. Even though he brought up Maji.
12: Magi? Magi? There it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Maji. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought
3: it was Italian. It? right? That's right.
0: That's what we learned. Yeah, you didn't know that. No clue. Me, do you have any thoughts on the all black team versus the all white team? Now that you've slept on it, you think you guys have a chance this year?
3: Yeah, we only have one weakness really center and long snapper, which I guess. Yep, center long snapper. Those are
1: massive. Those pretty
0: big. If team. you don't
3: have. To touch ball oh, hey, nah. replay. you don't it. have a
1: good center, you're fucked.
3: No, not with our tackles. With, I mean, Tonsil, oh, yeah. Trent Williams. Guess who's standing Turkish over the Guess who's standing Wharf, over Wharf. the center?
1: Vita Vea. So you better figure out who's your center. We can help him. No, you can't. We
3: can leave those out.
1: Mm-mm. Because yep. guess who's out there, too? Ooh. TJ. Bosa's. Wide. Max.
0: Trent. Wide.
3: Trent. Trent. Yeah,
1: Trent's stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, what's Trent going to do when we just line up TJ, Bosa, and? On one side. On one yeah, side.
5: wait till you see our NASCAR package. Mm-hmm. NASCAR? Yeah.
3: I thought you were going 41 person. Oh, you That's mean on defense? On defense. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're not worried about it. Well, you guys won't be. be
5: able to handle the
1: amoeba looks we give you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to run exotics.
1: Yeah. Vita Vea, deep third.
3: 70 exhausts. Four whack, four verts.
0: Better hope the ball is able to get out because we're gonna be getting the quarterbacks fast as mm-hmm. possibly Can we're bringing everybody, every play, mm-hmm. gauge everybody, eight, everybody, every play. That's what. That's the. That's the whole. Yeah. <laughs> that's our. mind. us see who we're
2: on island Stuff. all night long.
0: Everybody, every play. Mm-hmm.
5: That ball get out. We'll see. <laughs> It'll be trouble. When's maybe. the last time you defended triple option?
0: Boom.
5: it's oh, court. Cool.
0: Clocks gonna run quick. That
1: game's gonna be fast. Yeah. Not a lot of possessions. Nope. <laughs> oh.
5: Miles Garrett. That'd be so sweet. Pat
0: Ricardo. the middle. I saw some people trying to get Travis Kelsey away from our team. We're, we're, relax. Travis uh, bro, Kelsey's on. He's a bro. white guy. I,
3: hey, I was disappointed with our tight end group. I was, I was going over <laughs> the roster last night. You got Njoku <laughs> And
0: Kyle Pitts. He's Pitch. phenomenal.
5: But, right. but, it, but if Flacco's not his quarterback, doesn't matter. No, I, no, I think
0: Flacco's just the first guy to be like, we got. This guy's huge. Mm-hmm. And I love Are it? we going to? Just a few years ago, Njoku was getting punished to go in the jugs machine. Yeah, saw that in Hard Knocks. Now he's like the epitome of the Browns, pretty much. Mm-hmm. What a good story.
3: That's football, baby. That is
0: football. It is football. Sometimes you learn, you grow. You get closer to people that you never would have guessed you'd get close to. Like Joe Flacco is now a Cleveland hero. Yeah, Remember what his Ravens teams used to do there? Man, it's Not that. Mm-mm. He was not heroic for a long time. Football's a beautiful thing. Let's always enjoy it, especially during the holiday season. We'll be back tomorrow with a Trenches Wednesday with – Guy you swinging a hot bat, J.J. Watt. Hot bat. Swinging a hot bat hot right bat. now.
1: Mm-hmm. Coming back yes. from London. Oh, yeah,
7: fresh yeah.
0: off the plane from over to Pond.
7: Fresh hot
5: off the big loss. L. Big win? Tough Whoa. loss.
7: Whoa.
0: They, got Whoa.
5: Smacked, Whoa. Tough they got
2: time,
0: right? Who did got we lose time?
5: to? Everton. Sean Dice well, came Everton's back into man. his old town, had a few pints at his pub named after him, and smacked Burnley <laughs> around.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, Connor, Connor said that was going to happen. Huh? Yeah, we knew that. We, We're we getting
6: relegated.
4: Yeah, yeah, probably. Nottingham Forest just sacked their managers, so, I mean. Whoa. Yeah. whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Yeah. Gump wants company. Ah. All
0: right, let's keep it positive here on this holiday. Mm-hmm. We will see you all tomorrow. AJ, great work. Boys, great work. We'll see you all tomorrow. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. Goodbye.